to the first victory bucks in a long time. I've had a new house, and we're just talking about game of the year. Um, it's Champ, also known as Fortuan, uh, joined once again by the whole crew. Brian, how hey, you doing? I'm doing all right. Feeling kind of grogu-y. But Yeah, we noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm doing all right. Uh, been busy, but we're here. Yes, yes. I'm excited to talk about this tonight. Uh, Jacob, who is still in the throes of Tekken. Hello. What's going on, everybody? I am actually done with the throes of Tekken for right now to record this show. And then afterwards, I'm going to go back to the throes and then to the bed. Did you get thrown? By the I am wrestling? probably going to go back to the throes of Diablo <laughs> after this. <laughs> um, and then Chance, Welcome. Woo. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're going to do our game of the year discussion. I know the last time we said we were going to do Midnight Suns, uh, everyone got way too busy. I don't even own that game anymore. Um, I never so, bought the plastic. I own it. Yeah. It's still in the plastic. It's on Game Pass. Uh, I have switched it from is? play. Yeah, it is. I have switched from PlayStation to Xbox since we've talked on this show. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. I have moved into a new house and played lots of games. I did not achieve the 133 the last time we talked on this uh, platform for Game of the Year. However, it was in the 120s. Um, So I played a lot of games, and we're going to be a little bit more... uh, We're going to do it in one episode this time. Uh, If you listen to the other show, we did it split it into two episodes. Obviously, my games are going to be the same, but we have new games from these guys, and they haven't heard my top ten. Uh, I've purposely kept it from them so that we can have this nice, fun experience. Uh, but we are going to be a little more rapid fire of ten through six, and then we're going to sort of open up a longer discussion on five through one. Uh, but we are going to start with the with an honorable mention, and I would like real quick to give context of how many games I did play this uh, this year, and yes, I am a PlayStation trader, but PlayStation betrayed us by increasing their prices, so I left. To pay more for Game Pass. Well, pay more and get more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get more junk. Um, okay, so <laughs> here is a quick fire list of games that I would consider eligible for my game of the year. I'm just going to blow through them. Not got anything described on him, uh, just as a context of how many games that I completed this year. So, Octopath Traveler 2, Forspoken, Wild Hearts, Woe Long, Horizon Evil 4 Remake, Exo Primal, Tears of the Kingdom, Plague, of, Plague Tale Requiem, Final Fantasy 16, Baldur's Gate 3, Diablo 4, The Messenger, Terra Nail, Leap, Leap of Faith, Mortal Kombat 1, Vampire Survivors, The Prince of Persia, the 2002 one, uh, Kingdom Rush, Ion Fury Aftershock, Mario Wonder, Dante's Inferno. We're talking the EA old one. Um, thank you, Game Pass. Uh, I lost my place. Dante's, Dante's Inferno. Inferno. RPG remake. Mario RPG remake. Coromon. Bolt Gun. Slay the Spire. Ghost Runner 2. High on Life. Ember Knights. Metroid Prime remake. Fashion Police Squad. We Heart Katamari reroll and Venba. You said Venmo? Are you the payment Venba. platform? Oh, <laughs> like, it's not a- actually it was up. It was up for indie game of the year stuff and the game awards. 
It's a really yeah. interesting game about cooking Indian food and being an, uh, an immigrant from India uh, in Indiana. Uh, it was really good. In, Very cool game. In Indiana? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the United States, you know Indiana. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> that being said, uh, let's just go ahead and kind of quickly say our, our honorable mentions. I'll just lead us off tonight to keep the pace going. So honorable mention for me is Mortal Kombat 1. Excellent fighting game. Great story. Uh, I know a lot of people were kind of like, again? And then, like, I think the story is just brilliant and amazing. I think Mortal Kombat truly has the best story in fighting games still. Uh, I haven't, to give you credit, Jacob, I haven't looked at the new Tekken stuff. So we'll see. However, it's a trend that Mortal Kombat puts more effort in their stories than many other fighting games. So I will give you that until this until this time. Tekken. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's that's it for me. So let's just keep this going clockwise. Brian, honorable mention. All right, cool. You said honorable mention? All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Honorable mention for me. Um, there's two games. Outriders. We were playing that together. Very solid game. Um, I was surprised at how much I, I enjoyed it. I actually pushed it pushed it off for years to play. And then uh, Cupheads. Picked up Cupheads. Oh. Um, okay. I haven't gotten far far enough in it to, 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 for it to make my, my list, but... I've enjoyed it. It's it's pretty fun and it's pretty challenging. Oh yeah, all right. Love that like old Disney art style. Oh, the art style is phenomenal. The music is beautiful, and the mm-hmm. humor is is like, mwah, it's very nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Chance honorable mention. Uh, it's actually an early access. It's like a point seven release game on Steam called Core Keeper. Oh yes, we played this. Day. It is a. Yeah. If you've ever played or are aware of Terraria, which is a 2D, okay. like, up-and-down-digging game, this is a digging-out bird's-eye-view game. Okay. Yeah, digging digging left and right instead of up-and-down. Yeah, there, it's just, like, north, south, east, west. It's kind of neat. Played a ranged character. I definitely am pleased with what I got to play of the game for it being free because someone bought it for me. And, you know, it's not out fully yet, too, so it was, it was neat. All right. And uh, Jacob, honorable mention for you. My honorable mention is the world of emulation. Uh, I got a Galaxy Z Fold 5 this year. Hmm. Uh, Killed my tablet line, saved some money. But that's not the important part. The important part is that I got to play some DS and 3DS games. And I also started playing Kaizo ROM hacks. First of all, if you're going to say anything about emulation and ROMs, I literally, and my friends will tell you, I buy the collections when they come out. Contra Collection, Mega Man. I think I have every Mega Man collection right now, except for Mega Man Battle Network Part 2. Like, I have Mega Man Legacy Collection 1, 2. And I'm talking, like, I bought them on, like, the GameCube. And again, I'm talking the regular and the X. So, I, I buy them. So, hush about all that. I just want them in an easier format on my phone. Anyway, so, I started also getting into ROM hacks this year. Um, so, I have played some interesting Super Mario ROM hacks. I played uh, Baby's First Kaizo. I played... Super and in quotations. So it's super. Sonic saves the world. World. That's what it's called. Um, where they change. Okay. Where supposedly it is the um, <clears throat> developer who made Celeste. They changed the Mario sprite to a Sonic sprite. And the game is absurdly hard. But it's also absurdly hilarious. Uh, one okay. level. 
yeah, one level they have like the um, the turret gun from I think it was like Doom or Wolfenstein, and it's like it is literally pointing at your character. It's like at first it's like all happy and good, and you got this hype hype music, and it's like, and then you keep hitting these note boxes like you don't like the game, do you? You can tell me the truth, <laughs> and eventually oh, it's like I know funny. you're lying, and then it starts trying to shoot your character, dude. It's but it's got so many moments like that where you're just like, this is fun. So. Mm-hmm emulation and if you don't want to play the old stuff just go play some super mario rom hacks you'll thank me later i watch them i I don't i don't play them i watch them however i may one day um okay you you can start with like i had to look it up there's like you start with like baby's first kaizo you start with like the ones that kind of ramp you into the difficulty because there are some ones that are out there that are just absurd if I ever get into a place where I don't feel like playing anything, and I I might take a look, but trust yeah. me, we've we've got packed years. I still have a pack here. I got rid <laughs> rid of my backlog, and I'm still not wanting for games. Oh, uh, yeah. So, 2024 is is happening. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, man. yeah. No, it's yeah. It's it's. I don't think it's going to be as crazy as last year. This year that we're talking about now, 2023, but uh, might be. It might be. Um. So. That being said, so number 10, this is our top 10. Uh, we're going to do quick summarations of this. Um, so this is a game that didn't come out this year, but I played it the, uh, in 2023. High on Life, uh, made by mm. the people who did Rick, Rick and Morty. Um, yep. yep. It is a first-person shooter. Uh, it is single-player. Uh, it's really comedic. Um the thing that blew my mind is that the movie Tammy and the T-Rex is not only in the game, but also entirely watchable in the game, start to finish in, in, in the living room. You can literally sit there and watch not just Tammy and T-Rex, but there's another movie uh, that you can watch at your house too. And literally just sit in the video game and watch the movie on the video game. Oh, right. um, you can you can actually watch those? Yes. That reminds me good... of like, was it the, is it, was it a Vice City or something like that? Where like you could actually in GTA, you'd go in, sit down, and turn on the TV, and there would actually be TV shows to to watch, and That's it it was right. nuts because I mean it, it, I wasted way too many hours just <laughs> watching the <laughs> the weird Vice City TV. Yeah, and it is yeah. to my knowledge and my experience the full movie, and I didn't sit down and watch the full movie because I've seen Tammy the T Rex. Yeah. it is campy as hell. You don't want to see it. It is super gory too. But um, I like started watching it. I watched it for like solid five minutes, and I was like, "No way!" All right, I was like, "All right, whatever. I'm done. I'm gonna go do a mission." Did a mission, come back. It was like about like 15, 20 minutes, right? Literally, mm-hmm. that amount of time had passed in the movie when I walked back into the house. Wow, and that's I was attention like, to detail. Uh, what? is this like i my mind was yeah. blown so yeah high on life really good game um there we go so brian you're number 10 number 10 for me is outer wilds so sorry mm-hmm. outer world so outer world it's an outer wilds outer wilds. wait you sure outer which one world. outer wilds or outer, they're, they're both of those games exist outer they world. are both I know okay. the people that made Fallout New yes, Vegas. This space, does. okay. That's right. I, I said Outer Wilds, but I meant Outer Worlds. All right. I have played Outer Worlds. I did not enjoy it, but I have played it. So, <laughs> it, this was a recommendation from Gmo some time ago. I tried it, didn't really like it. Gave it a second chance. 
got a little bit further, and the personality grew on me. Like that was that was the sure. personality, mm-hmm. the quest. Like it was it was there. It seemed a little shallow at first, and as I got to play it. Yes, it it it, it is. Oh, been it a being solid shallow was not my problem. <laughs> it being shallow was not my problem. <laughs> it was the space, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it's it's all the junk. I don't like games where you pick up a lot of junk. No, I want to pick up everything. Oh. I want to. If the I table's not nailed down, I want that in my pocket. And I want, and the first skill I get is to be able to fast travel when I'm over overburdened. But yeah, that's that was. My... <laughs> Got to get to hey, you know what you want. I can appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah, that that there. was my number ten. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, Outer Worlds. Uh, Chance number ten for you. Dungeon Munchies. Dungeon Munchies. It is kind of an indie game available on most platforms. I played it on a PS5. It is mature rated because it is gory as hell. But you're uh, you're playing as a like kind of a Chinese zombie, you know, where you have the marker on your face, <clears throat> the tag, yeah, and you are resurrected by the spirit of a necromancer, who's kind of a dragonish demon, and spirit it's about of your a necromancer, not the necromancer himself, yeah, okay, herself, herself, yeah, okay, yeah, that's, that's interesting, so, yeah, that's her <laughs> and the uh, dragon spirit. Because to get it physically, you just kind of had to go for a super fluff edition. But it was neat. It had magic mechanics. There were things like staffs that what they did when they cast the staff is you threw grenades. And that was your magic meter. It's definitely hokey and silly and gory. And, you know, it honestly deals a little bit with existential dread of what it means to be a spirit that hasn't passed after a very long time. You know, the Mm. spirits. So... I would say the difficulty is a little low for people that are like good at video games, but it was a neat little romp. I would suggest a digital purchase of it was is a really fair price, but I went for all the shinies and whistles because I'm an adult with money. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Jacob, number ten. All right, my number ten is Street Fighter Six. It would have been higher on the list. But the more competitive you get with the game, the more you realize the slog of playing Street Fighter 6 is with the systems that they put in. Sure. And honestly, had I played like one more game, I probably would have kicked Street Fighter 6 off the list. Um, it, it's a really good game. Don't get me wrong. Like casually, great game. Story mode is great. You know, wandering around just literally you see somebody you want to fight them, uppercut them. That grandma waiting for the bus stop uppercut her somebody with a tv box on their head uppercut them somebody taking your name so you can register for the fight tournament uppercut like that yeah yeah like something is wrong and they do it in metro city where uh mayor mike Hagar is so the story mode is hilarious like the, the characters have always like they've always been great in their fighting styles but the thing that kind of kicked it way down the list for me was like once you start digging into the meat and potatoes of the drive system it was like oh this is not what I want it to be. And sure. so, yeah. So you end up playing every game like super patient and for coming from a guy player who has to be the most patient player in the game. That's saying a lot. Cause I'm like, this is too much patience. <laughs> like, sure. yeah. Keep away is rewarded more than rush down. Anyway, that's it. Street Fighter number okay. six. I do want to preface it. Preface for me. I know that the, your number 10 was like, I liked it, but it had some serious issues. Like to me, all my games are like, a plus like 
that's why it was so hard for me to whittle it down. So number nine, Mario RPG mm. remake. This game is super quick, super easy. If you found the original one too hard, uh, you're probably not very good, good at video games because it's the easiest RPG ever. Uh, and they made it easy. <laughs> and quicker. Uh, I think I finished this in under 10 hours on a full playthrough. with That was not 100%, but most of the game was completed, including side mm-hmm. quests. Um, I will say that the new like meter that builds up when you do timed attacks well uh, is entirely unneeded and um, awesome at the same time. Uh, it just makes yeah. the game incredibly easier. Um, and then the the fact that the time attacks hit, it's so ingenious that like I feel like more games should do this. The, obviously, timed attacks are, are amazing on an RPG like this, where it gives you a more active role in a turn-taking mm-hmm. RPG. But the fact that it cut down the time on battles significantly uh, was so cool because you'd get into a fight with like six enemies, and you're like, okay, I got to take them all one to, one by one down. Timed attacks do it for you. You take down two, you've probably taken down them all with the timed attacks. So because I do it really. You. Yeah, because it because it hits every enemy on the screen if you time attack well uh, for for the bonus amount of damage. So oh, wow, yeah, it's it's incredibly easier. But you know what? I think it benefits from it in a lot of ways. So there we go. It just needs to be balanced around that. However, it made things funner and easier. So Mario RPG remake. Woot. Number nine, Brian. All right, number nine. <coughs> number nine for me is. This game that a lot of people didn't like, but I seem to like it. Forspoken. Um, Forspoken had this really cool, to me, um, magic system that reminded me a lot of <laughs> the the Infamous I series. It. The, I finished it. The gameplay yeah. felt like Infamous. The, the, the abilities felt very similar to Infamous. So it really connected with me from that perspective. The characters mm-hmm. people seem to like not be fond of, but I thought it was I thought she was kind of funny. So I mean, all in all, I mean, I I enjoyed like her weird her weird she behavior was, and and the game itself. There were some parts she of the was game okay, but she's a zoomer. Heart like heart <laughs> heart to hand, she's a zoomer. So, <laughs> if you know people like that, and are you a, are you annoyed by people like that, which includes zoomers who are annoyed with each other. That's why people didn't like her. <laughs> she was too much of them. She was the But I will say the shortcomings I will I will save the game for me placing this higher real is really simple. They have this open world that I I do love and enjoy a good open world, but um there isn't the travel much on it was interesting. There's just like it's not interesting. If you're going to play the game, you know, do whatever play through the main story you, that you'll have fun there. Do some side stuff here on your way, but don't, don't, I mean, there's nothing as to you explore. see them. Yes. Yeah. There's nothing. To oh explore. yeah. And it, that's how I did it. There's just yeah. nothing to see. There's nothing like you don't feel super rewarded for anything outside of like the story and the free running is sweet. Like I, I do enjoy just running with her, like, which is very much like infamous where you're skating on the, um, the power lines and jumping from building to building or Spider-Man or something like that. The traversal for the, for the game is very fun. I just wish there was some, there was something to see while I was traversing. 
Uh, that's my yeah. number nine. Okay. Chance. Uh, my number nine is Monster Hunter Copyright Infringement Volume 2, also known as Wild Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that game. It was pretty good. I liked it. Um, it. A lot of my fun with it, I think, came from my weapon choice. I played the Bladed Wasaga, which if that sounds like nonsense, like it still does to me, to everybody, <laughs> it is an umbrella that is bladed yeah. all the way around. And yeah. it functions on like an attack meter and timing attacks and countering a lot like the longsword from Monster Hunter. I don't like the longsword mm-hmm. of Monster Hunter. I prefer clunkier things i guess i need to say but playing with the umbrella because it was an umbrella i thought was really funny and it does do slashing damage to like cut the few cuttable parts that you need to do that overall the game was kind of neat but i think it was very much a freshman effort for whatever the hell it was because yes there are 80 monsters but what it really is is four difficulties and only like what eight monster frames like body frames yeah uh i think it was 15 total uniqueish monsters yeah but there is like so the the first thing you fight is like a rat but there's like a sleep rat later like and they're yeah mechanically a little different but very the same and there's two boars that are very the same two monkeys that are very similar so it was neat mm-hmm. i think the coloration was really good I enjoyed playing it. It does have that weird, like, Elden Ring player three count thing going on, I think. Instead of the traditional, like, Monster Hunter 4. So it worked well Mm -hmm. with the couple of friends I played it with pretty regularly, and then Cham and I on the side. But it definitely... I did not hold my breath and stamp my feet for the game actively being bugged for the Platinum. Because if you didn't host the four final quests... You did not get the achievement for clearing the hardest content. You had to host all four of them. Yep. Granted, I think that opened the like the gates to do them freely. But I'll be real. I'd had enough. They were hard enough. I didn't need to do them again. <laughs> I did everything. I did everything that in my mind should have earned me the platinum. I went, I feel like my money was well spent. The game was neat and fun. It's nice to see that there's passable, and I'll just say passable competition for Monster Hunter. They, they just really need to get on more unique content, but I think they might have over-invested in the graphics and just didn't have room, probably, in their yeah. budget for more. But yeah, it definitely is on my list, not as I didn't play enough games, but as something I, de- I definitely enjoyed, but saw some flaws in. I mean, I guess, too, okay. you have that with Monster Hunter, we have this rich back catalog of monsters that we can pull from as well. It's like they can make 15 new ones and pull 13, you know, 25, 30 old ones. And you're like, all right, we're good. We got, we got a full. Well, yeah. and I wouldn't have minded so much if it wasn't so much aping of their own content. Like the no, boar monster no. was really cool. But then when you get to the ice boar, you're like, okay, but you're like 10% different. <laughs> like 10% okay. of your attacks are different. It's just Monster not Hunter, enough for me to think this is unique. Azur without Rathalos versus regular Rathalos and Monster Hunter has more differences than these two. Okay. Than Frostboar to Grassy Boar. Mm-hmm. Which is not a lot, and they are they feel like a palette swap. But... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, if they do another one, I hope there's just more content, more diverse content. Yeah. i probably give it a try no matter what. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you're number nine, Jacob? 
My number nine is Marvel Snap. I at, at this point we're in the the games that I legitimately enjoyed, like hands down, yeah. bar none. Uh, bought every season pass last year, every month I think except for one. But Didn't for the most part, in your game uh, list the previous year too, I think yeah. so. Okay. It's the it's yeah. the new it's the new Jacob has the same game every year that's still ongoing it's- instead of Fortnite. Marvel Snap. By the way, spoiler alert: no Fortnite this year. Marvel Snap. Oh, okay. Um, because yeah, Marvel Snap is again. If you've not played Marvel Snap, you have three locations. You're playing cars that have a cost and a power into the locations. Whoever wins at least two locations wins. Um, in case of a tie, then whoever has the most power wins. But you can literally have like if your opponent has like. 300 power in the middle zone but you have but you control the left and right zones with like six points and eight points you still win because you control two zones so all of the powers all of the abilities um monetization is a little eh, but they kind of cleaned up card acquisition uh for free free to play players um and it's just been zooming like we literally get a new card every week um last week was grandmaster i think this week is beta ray bill um, you know, the battle passes offer unique and varied characters, you know, like they, they still need to work a little bit because the game is, I think, just a little bit over a year old and it's an electronic card game. So they're still working on tweaking balance patches and trying to get that just right. But the meat and potatoes of the game is still really freaking fun. So Marvel Snap, my number nine. Okay. Alrighty, moving right along to uh, my number eight is Ion Fury Aftershock which I will preface is a, an expansion to Ion Fury. Um, Ion Fury is a, is a boomer shooter. Okay. Um, okay. And uh, it follows Shelly Bombshell uh, something. <laughs> I can't remember her last name. Uh, she is a cop. She is in the Duke Nukem universe. Uh, and she is like the female equivalent of Duke Nukem. One-liners, badass. Like, she is just... It is funny. She's also, like, super tough, right? She's got that sort of, like, tough girl attitude. What did you uh, play? And all the... the uh, PC. Okay. Um, it is also on Switch, and I believe PlayStation and Xbox. Uh, Ion Fury is. I don't know if Aftershock made it to those. Uh, but... Um, she, so, like very much like a heavy one-liners and stuff and uh but there's sometimes where it's like oh someone should clean up that mess of your face like when you shoot them in the face and they die or something uh stuff like that just really funny one-liners um and then one of the things is they added in this expansion is a hover bike and this hover bike is literally like you're on a motorcycle but instead of wheels you have four propeller blades that are facing down like a drone. So it's like literally like a helicopter bike. Uh, and then the only time she ever cries in the game is when she wrecks the bike as part of like a story thing at the beginning of a level. She just <laughs> legit cries because her bike is crashed. Uh, and then she says, wait a minute, hold on. Cause she notices the gun that was on the hover bike, this giant like phase cannon thing. Um, that was like a, just an overpowered, like infinite gun. Uh, fell off of the bike and now it's your weapon for the game. And she was like, you nice. know what? Never mind. Worth it. Uh, but f- 
funny game, funny one-liners. Uh, one of the things this expansion did is they have a remix. If you've already played the base game, they add all the expansion content mixed into the base game if you want, or you can play the base game without the expansion content. Um, That's cool. So, uh, and it's really good game. Uh, I can't stress, if you like first person, single-player first-person shooters, uh, it, it is very high quality. Um, and Shelly is uh, in my list of favorite female protagonists because she is just so awesome and funny. Um, like I said, just imagine a female Duke Nukem. So, there okay. you go. Oh, and there's like, the, there was another one-liner I gotta say. This enemy surprises you and you kill them immediately. She's like, not on the first date, honey. And then like, keeps moving. <laughs> Just love it. Um, so yeah, that was my number eight. Uh, so Brian, number eight for you. All right, number eight for me. So number eight, for, number eight for me, I'll give you a little context on some of these games I have. Some of the other games I have in my list. Um, I, I played a lot more um co-op games with my wife this year um, instead of watching yeah. watching TV. So that'll, <coughs> that'll, that'll, that'll be why some of these games have made their way in here because I end up spending a, a lot more time with them than I thought I would. Um, this one has been on here before. I think it was two years ago. Animal Crossing. Um, mm-hmm. Animal Crossing had made a resurgence. Okay. Funny thing is I purchased the new Switch, um, the Zelda OLED, and did not transfer my save over. So mm. when I realized that, started over, um, and me and my wife kind of just she had to start over too actually because the funny thing is her she had, she got a new switch and similar similar thing happened her switch actually had died, and so we both were like all right let's so play it wasn't this together. Possible. Yeah. So we played that together most nights instead of watching watching shows for a good good bit of the year, um, and yeah it, it it is it was as good as it was the first time. In fact, it was better because I was actually able to be like more focused. I had a better idea of what I wanted to do, how I wanted to get there, mm. did everything doing everything the right way or the way I'd, I'd like, Oh, if I'd known this from the beginning, I would have done some things differently. So all that stuff is, all that stuff is going on. And then we even, I assume know, this is new horizons. Y- yes. Yes. Yeah. And then we also even brought in the, uh, the new year with animal crossing this year, which I don't know if you've done that before, but it's pretty cool. The, the, the show that they have going on, they fire off fireworks, which are actually not have bad fireworks to watch. Um, the town is pretty lively. You, you can, you can, um, you have your own, hats and decorations stuff like that too so we had a pretty good time with that too but yeah animal crossing new horizons my number eight cool. okay chance this might get a groan from cham but uh diablo 4 only made it to eight hmm. oh i i didn't yeah no you're fine i i know you didn't uh, enjoy it as much it it came out last year um i actually didn't pay for the like deluxe edition there's Why not? Games I Hello. ended up not paying for. Um, this being the second I one. Paid the for it. Oh, you paid for it. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I thought he was saying he just didn't yeah. get it. <laughs> oh no, no, no. It, was, it was my Christmas present to him and five other friends, four other friends. So, so not mm. just this past Christmas, but the year before. Yeah, there were good things about it. The story was neat. I just it could not even begin to get to my top five because playing through, playing as lightning sorceress, really enjoying just zapping stuff and teleporting around. And then all of a sudden I realized I'd had fun doing every side quest I could in the first uh, area. I think, is that Skazaglan? The first area? No. Fractured Peaks. Fractured Peaks. 
So I'd spent two weeks exploring and loving Fractured Peaks. And then I realized I had actually literally played the game wrong because you are not allowed to up the difficulty to make your experience scaling make sense until you beat the game. Yep. So I was level 52 and had about... Most people finish the story at 45 for context. Oh, three weeks of gameplay left to finish the story at the pace I was going, getting an insignificant amount of gear and experience. So you caked walk like the second half of the game. Yep. And you With get to level 100 more. and there's these paragon boards and specialties. Like it, it's still a young enough game. It's kind of flatting in itself out. Like the third season just started. I tried to play the Necromancer as a shadow build. I just don't think that's for me. So I'm kind of skipping this one, but I did have a lot of fun with the barbarian the previous season. Basically getting to play a go bang and one build. A go bang and one shot stuff. It was kind of neat. Um, he literally almost can one. No, you did one shot Uber Lilith. Yeah, if there weren't thresh, HP threshold gates on certain bosses, no, no I can yeah. one shot everything. It, Which for is context, neat. Uber Power Lilith fantasy. is the highest end optional content. So, and I have the ex- I have the uh, achievement for killing her by myself. Oh, nice solo. I'm the only one that wow. doesn't in our play group because I don't play. <laughs> Great and the PvP stuff was kind of neat. It was just like, hey, you're in a zone that you could punch each other, but you're just like collecting resources like anything else, and you just need to be risky. And there were definitely things about it I could appreciate, but I feel like the steps for Diablo 3 that I really appreciated about let's have fun with big numbies and make things explode and not worry about gear work, like uh, stat requirements for gear. Like, we've taken one step forward and two steps back with these Paragon boards, and honestly how narrow some of the building is in Diablo 4 at this point. It's still young. You know, Diablo 3 had, what, 12 or 13 years? And it had a really good swing for a while. And this just... we This is the 10th year since the expansion, so 12 years. So it'll it'll get better probably, but... At this point, I watch so much anime, honestly, that if there's a game that I'm, like, lukewarm on, I just don't spend time on it. Right. Hey, somebody's got to watch the 14th show where a guy with a sword power falls in love with a girl with firepower and somehow they defeat everybody. I mean, I just I just watch King of the Hill now, so... Damn it, Bobby. <laughs> Bobby! Don't get Bobby! His name Bobby and specifically hates I'm in Damn season it, Bobby. three... I'm in season three and a good way into it, and he has not yet said damn it, Bobby. Dang so, it, yeah, he has it? That, that's where Diablo 4 sits. Uh... It might come up again in another year or two, depending if it gets a little more in line with what I yeah. hope from it. But how many times has Dale um, been in awkward situations with John Redcorn so far? Uh, a lot. That's hard, that's hard to count. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Last yeah. piece of sidetrack question: uh, Have you got to the episode where Bobby takes women's self-defense courses yet? No, that's not a <laughs> by thing. far my favorite quote from the entire show. Gotcha. That's my purse. <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> Oh, gosh. All right. Moving on. All right. Y'all know exactly what you're talking about. My number eight is... Let me know when you get there, please. Uh, My number eight is Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Um, 
Okay. Again, at this point, we're in the games that I absolutely love. Now, this game came out. It was garbage. It came out, and they changed so much to yeah. the formula. They were like, hey, you guys want the division? And everybody's like, no. We want Ghost Recon, Breakpoint. We want stealth. We want one-shot kills. We want sneaking. I did not play the game at launch because of now the game again if you did not play any ghost recon before the game was an okay game but as an, as a ghost recon fan that expects a certain thing from ghost recon it was not that i waited uh me and my wife i think we picked it up like last summer they had like particular options that you could change to play more like a classic ghost recon experience drop you on this uh island that's basically what i can describe is a technological dystopia um, and you go through and you actually get to uncover mysteries about what's ha- happening. You get to find your own clues, figure out why your your crew got attacked on the way to the island. Um, and um, yeah, so after all of the updates, the games that you definitely enjoy to play, uh, especially the co-op, you know, the gun types, they feel varied. Um, and it just everything was so good. Oh, yeah. And they added classes, too. And the yeah. classes also add a way to vary gameplay. You can, like, level them up and assign different skills into them. So I think my wife was a sniper class and I was, like, a close-up CQC stealth class. It's, like, yeah. zooming in and out and just, like, stabbing everybody. And it, so it was it was sweet. Like, working, working through that was definitely sweet and then covered it. Um, I still have a little bit to go. But it's one of those that I had to throw in my list. Like, I have to throw this on the list because I played it so much this year and I love it so much. It's a great game. Ghost Recon, my number eight. Okay. All right. So we're down to number seven. Uh, This was up for a mobile game. Uh, From you? But it was not. I didn't play it on mobile because it was actually released on PC and I didn't even know it was released on mobile until it came up for a mobile game of the year award. Uh, which is Terra Nil. Now this is I don't is, know this game. This is uh this is a game about uh what do you what do you want to call it? How do, I'm trying to think how to describe this. So it is a grid based puzzle game dealing with environmentalism. So what? you you are set down on a grid of a map. It is a desolate wasteland. Everything is brown. There are dead trees. There are trenches where there used to be streams. And you need to revitalize the environment. And you have to bring back water. You have to bring back plants. You have to bring back animals. And you do this through various machines that pump out water. Uh, wet, uh, fertilize, seed, and wet the grass. Um, so you're terraforming. Hmm. You're terraforming, essentially, yes. Then, um, part of the puzzle aspect is getting as much as you can without with as, the little resource you can, because uh, you get resource for, like, grass is your resource, right? So, you like, each time you make new environments, you get more resource to get more environments. However, you can overextend and overspend, and thus you don't have enough to sort of move on. Um, but you can also control humidity, temperature, uh, all sorts of other environmental aspects uh, in order to get the right conditions for the animals to come back. So, for instance, uh, in the first world, uh, in order to get ducks to come back, you have to have, or swans, you have to have a certain amount of pond uh, tiles 
that are large enough for them to have a pond. Uh, then you also have to get bears, which have to have a mixture of forest and prairie at a certain elevation uh, and stuff like that. Um, and then the another part of the puzzle aspect is taking all the machines that you put on the map to create the environment and unpacking them and pulling them in a backwards fashion to leave the area untouched by your machines. It is a very quick and interesting game. It was really fun. I 100% it, and then I 100% it a second time. Uh, it wow. was very fun, very quick, um, but very fun and very good. Uh, and also just, just interesting, I guess, um, for a puzzle game. So that's that's what it is. Terra Nil. Uh, it's okay. a Devolver digital game also. Yeah. I, I looked it up. Don't play it on mobile, basically. <laughs> play oh, no. I played it on PC. I played it on good old games. It was on good old games for like 15 bucks or something. And it was amazing. So, yeah. That's my number seven. Brian. Number seven. All right. We're getting into, for me, the, the real the real heavy piece of my... Uh, of my uh, list but number seven is a game based off of the best sci-fi series of all time you guys are going to be upset people are going to be upset about this but i don't care dune i'm ready dune spice wars (laughs) (laughs) um i tried this one yeah i tried this one so yeah dune spice wars is you know real, real time strategy game um, best way to describe it is it's kind of a mashup between like your more traditional things like Stronghold or Age of Empires mashed up with what you have in Civilization. So you have all the kind of real-time management, do these things, you know, do all these things with your units. But you also have this other layer of complexity with it where you're, all right, if, I, if I'm going to win, you know, either going to become the Duke of Arrakis, you're going to kind of win by trade, win by war, win by um, spies and espionage. Gain, you know, influence and votes as part of the kind of the the governing body, the lands rod. So, like, it is, it is. There's some complexity to it, but once you once you dive into the game, it's great. I mean, like, each house you play as has has several different people you can choose from to lead, and they all change how you play. I've played a good amount of time in this game, um, and it's and it's still fun, and it's technically. Though they've released it officially, they're still continuing to improve and continue to add new features and new um, new content and new modes. So um, I thought it was great last year, and it's continue. I'm hoping to see it continue to grow and become even better this year. That's it. Okay. Cool. All right. Number seven, Chance. We're about to hit a strong theme in my group. Uh, Atelier oh, Ryza oh Three. Alchemist of the End and The Secret Key. Uh, it hit all major consoles. I played it on Switch. Um, just to give you a quick, like, Atelier is a game, like, super series about basically cute girls being an alchemist. And I... Anime cute girls. Anime cute girls. Didn't you have the, a previous entry on here in a... In, in our in like a previous game of the year, I thought, or maybe you maybe you put it up for a game week to play. Uh, I probably put it I up for something he's... to play on Bickering Bucks because I knew I was going to play it anyway. Okay, <laughs> can, can I be honest? Mm. I thought this would have been higher. <laughs> so he'll I'm get gonna to it. he'll get to it. Give some basics about the game later because I'll talk about others in this specific series. But 
Mm. The the reason that three wasn't really high is it introduced a like skill tree system. And there was stuff to the left, stuff to the right, stuff to the bottom, stuff to the top. Stuff to the bottom was like gear. And so okay. I got these functional items, you know, because the big thing about this is using these bombs and stuff in combat, and it's really cool. But I difficulty just shat on myself so hard because nothing tells you progress the top tree to make new types of ore into new metal bars to actually make better equipment. Oh. So I out-leveled everything, but basic monsters level with you and also assume your gear's getting better when it didn't. Uh, oh, no. I oh, caused this to myself <laughs> because... So in this game, you are back on the island, these almost invasive areas pop up near your home island that you grew up on as a uh, and stout. And you can actually go to almost every zone of the first game in the third game, because you are on that island. So okay. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but a little early in the game, I found a place that I could jump and I explored the first game. Really? I think you were supposed mm -hmm. to have to wait longer. But I found a jump that it didn't <laughs> think you might try, I think. Because you also became, like, wow. you know, mantling in games. Like, you pull yourself up over something. Okay. That hasn't really yeah. been a thing until this game. So you mantle in a place that you never could have mantled before, because you've never been able to mantle before. But mm. yeah, like, it, you have a story. Uh, this one kind of becomes about these treasure chests and you're, there's always something secret. Well, it's the secret key this time, so it's about using these keys to forge and unlock locks and to not get too heavy into the story, but it is, in a lot of ways, always about these invasive species from another dimension. And you do get to do some serious clap back on them in this, since it is kind of the pinnacle of the series being the third game. But yeah, it gave you a lot of the characters I've grown to like. A lot of the story hits pretty well. And the gameplay was great and fine. Like, they expanded more and more. I just wish there would have been some little flag like, hey, go this way to make your equipment better. Or you're going to be sad. Because I was sad. Yeah. This is, <laughs> this is part of Chauncey's theme of playing games the way the, that the developers didn't intend and thus not enjoying it. But if they don't explain mm -hmm. it to you... Or they don't overtly tell no, you something. They're, then the, I, I'm not going to fault Chauncey for this. I'm going to fault the developers, including Diablo, for this. Yeah, I don't explain that. Do. I screwed and around that and is, found out, and I found out I was sad. And that is yeah. why I dishonorably mentioned Project Triangle Strategy last year. Just, just I just want to bring that back up because of the same exact thing. It for didn't, reference, that was also my number one. Audience. Yeah, <laughs> it did not tell you something very important. And it made the game suck for me for quite some time. So yeah, Plebe. Rise of All Three right. on some <laughs> <laughs> rated T for team, just in case you care. Rated T. Rated T for team. <laughs> I like it. Gotcha. All right, uh, number seven, Jacob. My number seven. Imagine that you're coming of age and you're about to become an adult. Okay. And you take a journey 
in a black and white world with a bunch of 2D people in a 3D world and you take pictures. That game sounds boring as heck, but for some reason, that game is a 10 out of 10, hilarious humor, quirky dialogue, weird flavored characters, different areas, and it was one of my favorite puzzle games of 2023. Toem completely took me by surprise. T-O-E-M. I'm pretty sure E has one of them German symbols. It's either oh, umlaut or something. The two dots is an it, I played it on uh, Game Pass. It, like, honest, I'm being really serious. You would not think that taking pictures could make for a fun puzzle game. But somehow, I mean, they just made it work. I um, love Pokemon Snap, and I made Monster Hunter Rise Monster Hunter Snap. I have taken a picture of every monster and everything in Monster Hunter Rise. So you would I probably like love Toem. I might like this. You yeah. would like Toem. They have they have their own thing where you have to like um, take pictures of animals native to each area. Okay. Uh, each area that you go to has its own. T- I c- completed the game. Hundred percent. Nothing else to do. That game was fantastic. And the whole time you're trying to get to Toem and you're trying to see what it is. Literally, like if I could show y'all my notes for this game in my what did I hate section, it's blank. There's nothing. There's nothing I hated. Toem was a an absolute perfect short game. Cool. Loved it. Okay. Awesome. All right. The last of the, uh, the quick fire games. For me, Coromon. Uh, Coromon is uh, a Pokemon clone um, that does some interesting things with the formula. Imagine the Game Boy Advance era of Pokemon, uh, where they really focused on sprite work. Um, and it has a decent story. Uh, it's not like my favorite thing, but then again, who, what, who's is Pokemon anyone's favorite story? Like I don't, I don't think the. Oh. Po- only gold and silver when they you get to go back to the red and blue island, but Arceus. that's yeah. not really Arceus. Um, Ar- I mean, Arceus's story is not really that great. Gameplay. It's a beautiful and amazing game, but like I don't care it's about the story. guy, bro. <laughs> hey, it works. I mean, like it, 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 it's a good enough to drive that narrative solidly enough. So that's all I care about. But Coromon does something that I think Pokemon really needs to shape up on is that Coromon makes uh, makes it feel like any one of the Coromon you play is a viable fighter. Um, mm. You can pick the lowest of the low, and if you get the right stats and the right things, it feels like you can go through the game with that Coromon. Um, and I, it encouraged me to try different Coromon instead of sticking to one, like I te- technically, technically try to do, or one per type, per se. Like I try to tend to get a team and stick with that team, right? And really hold on mm. to it. This one I experimented a lot and I had a lot of fun with it. Um, that being said, it's also the shinies, like in Pokemon, are directly tied to the IVs, if you're familiar with Pokemon. So the mm. more IVs the thing is, the more shiny that thing is. And you can get a perfect IV, which is another tier of shiny, which is even more shiny. Ooh. So there's okay. a normal, there's a potent, and then there's a perfect. And they all have different colorations, and they're amazing. You go, the fire turtle becomes red, blue, then green. And the potent one is green. Um, Not the potent one, sorry. The perfect one is green. Uh, You can farm for the starters. You can find the starters in the wild. You can find, there's all sorts of things that this thing sort of fixes about Pokemon. I will say this, Pokemon is more diverse 
and a better game as a result. It has had more time to be a better game. There are some mm -hmm. systems in this thing that don't work out so well. There's a mana system instead of uh, like PP points for moves. Uh, all moves yeah. work off of a mana system if you're familiar with that. Um, but that being said, Cormon is an amazing game if you like the Pokemon genre uh, and you have like 20 bucks. It's probably my favorite in the genre that isn't Pokemon right now. So there we go. Uh, Ryan, number six for you. Mm. So, <clears throat> number six for me kind of hits back on that theme I talked about earlier. I'm um, playing playing games playing games with my wife. Um, so this game surprised me at just how much we could play together. From beginning to end, we played it. Pokemon Violet. Um, that is my number six. We played that game from the beginning to the end, uh, like mm -hmm. hundred and some hours. Together? Yes, a hundred and some hours of gameplay together. Non like it like in the same world. Yes. Not yep. type. Yes. 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 I might have to try that. From the beginning to end, and I'm working on. Um, so Sammy got it for Christmas, my little one, and we've all been playing with him now. So we've I've started a new game save on Scarlet, and then he's playing Violet, and we're I'm going through with him, playing with him, and kind of helping him guide because. It is a little bit hard to kind of figure out where you need to go because you can go anywhere. It's it's kind of like the, the whole uh, the whole idea of uh, of Tears of the Kingdom or or, uh, <coughs> or Breath of the Wild that there is no order in which you can do things. You can do them in any order. Um, they are harder <laughs> if you try to do them in any order. So playing with him to give him guidance on like where you should go next, and also just having a good time and doing raids together, doing the gyms and all this stuff together. I mean, you don't. Obviously, mm -hmm. with the gyms, if you've played Pokemon, when you once you guys go to the gyms and start the gym battles, there are there are two separate battles going on um, for the gym leaders. But everything else, I mean, like all, you know, when you're doing the when you're doing like the uh, the exploration and wandering, catching mo Pokemon, you guys are all in the same world together. So it 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 is a great experience. Um, so yeah, yep. I mean, it. I will say one thing that it is you know, my, it's still is missing a few things that I would like to see that would have come over from. Um, the previous entry in Pokemon Arceus, but overall, it's a it's a it's a great entry and a and a, another just like good step in the right direction for the Pokemon series. So I'm pretty excited for like what's to come and the and future series f from the Pokemon Company. More Arceus, <laughs> more Hopefully. Arceus. Please. Yes. Yes. All right, uh, Chance. <clears throat> well, six. hitting on my uh, my first theme again, games I didn't pay for. Uh, my number six is Ember Knights. <laughs> something is else someone not, bought for me. Is the not paying for it, like, is that is that adding to <laughs> Or is that just coincidental? Like In, in small pieces it does, <laughs> but it's kind of coincidence. So, Ember Knights is a... Oh, what is that called? Multiplayer Hades. Hades? But take away Hades. the mythology and make it about burning soldiers looking to kill the thief like the lightning thief you know someone who's trying to despoil your lands and it's run into a room kill monsters try not to get hurt continue okay. you know you get items and you have two active spells that you can have there's six different weapons um basically sword like a short sword bow then there's a staff which is meant for the skill focus Sorry, I'm burping. Mm -hmm. and then there's Hammer, Chakram, which they call like Razor Wind, and then a Scythe. 
all the weapons feel interesting and neat. Uh, the game was very visually clear about you're going to take damage. It very much felt twitchy, like, okay, I know it's going to try to hit me, so I'm going to roll. And you could roll very quickly and very often get out of things. Very high intensity, I guess, for this, because I did really well, liked the game really well, and then everyone else was like, you need to play Hades. Hades is easier. And then I play Hades and go, but I move like I've got a dump in my pants and my ankle's broken in Hades compared to this game. I don't like it as much as <laughs> this. Dashing enough. You're not dashing enough. No, you, you can't constantly dash. Hades, it's you not get, possible. You, you gotta get the skills. I actually, you gotta get the special skills. I agree with Chauncey on this one. Out of all of the top-down roguelike games that I love, I did not like Hades. Hades is not top-down. It's isometric. That's another big thing. Sorry, asymmetric. Yeah. Uh, Ember Knights, it's not top-down. It's like maybe 20 degrees shifted. But in general, you will see the screen. Hades, I felt like stuff off-screen was a threat to you. This, never. Mm. For context, as a result of us talking about how much he didn't like Hades, I went and replayed Hades and 100% it again. I started playing it on the computer. Yeah. Like mythology, but the controls on the keyboard are kind of, yeah. But yeah, Ember Dance is really cool. It was a big thing that, you know, we got to play it as a group of four. Uh, there was a lot of progression. Mm -hmm. I do think there was a lot of flawed strategy of filtering things that people wanted to them. Like, for example, the bow doesn't gain as much damage when it gains damage ups as the hammer or the scythe would. So they're like, oh, keep giving me the damage. I need it more. It's like, okay. So because you want to cover your weakness, you're making everyone else in the party weaker. Yep. So they were not they were not big on sharing power. They, they wanted to be powerful themselves. So the game was neat, the game was fun. It felt very dependent on just being wildly amazing at the game or finding a consistent source of healing. And the best source of healing was you heal when you crit, you heal more when you heal, make it so you always crit. I, I think if it gets an update, I hope it would give survivability a little more volume. Because the armor on the game is cool, but armor <coughs> doesn't get gained easy enough. Armor in that game is basically an overshield. You know, take damage, take from armor first instead of health. But it was cool. There's a lot of intricacies to the weapons. I, I definitely think it was well worth, was it, I think, a $15 or maybe a $10 purchase. Yeah, but we didn't buy it. It was a yeah. Bobby bought it for everybody. For all of us. But yeah, yeah, it was definitely cool. I enjoyed it a lot. It definitely is one of those things. Even if I had put that money into it, I could quickly get all the fun, squeeze all the fun out of it. I got every achievement, and there were different things that were really cool, like playing the staff, playing with spells when you perfect cast. Because there's some like timing, like holding the button and get the things to line up. If you perfect cast, you freeze freeze things when you freeze a frozen thing it explodes when you explode a frozen thing it does more ice damage hey if you do ice damage freeze like there's definitely ways to build towards a really cool build but since it kind of lets you do laps and keep your equipment and keep just doing harder and harder you can eventually get to you just kind of have everything <laughs> mm -hmm. so it was cool i definitely think it's a good a good try if you just want to have some fun slaughtering and maybe a little bit of a quirky story There's a really fun, well-animated cutscene. Like, it shows you cutting down a bunch of bad guys, and then the big bad guy getting mad and slamming a desk, and it takes, like, ten seconds. It's literally a ten-second cutscene. We're like, wait, that was it? Huh? It was the most confusing cutscene I've seen in a video game ever. 
Like, but it was really well done. Like, it looks like like a Saturday morning cartoon quality. It is so good. Um, yeah. Nice. I agree. Great game. Just not on my list. But we did both 100% it. Like 29th yeah. or something? Yeah. It was tail end of the year. Tail end. Yeah. Um, Jacob, you're number six. My number six is Metroid Prime Remastered. I played this game on GameCube. I think I almost beat it. Um, and then got my save file wiped and then just basically was like, I'm not playing it again. Um, so <laughs> fast forward to 2023. Uh, it was a shadow drop last year. They were like, and it's available now. And I was like, and it's on my Switch now. <laughs> like, that's how quick. I picked it up. Um, I beat this. I didn't 100% it, but I did beat it 80% of the collectibles. Um, my favorite parts about it, though, was the fact that they put a whole new coat of graphics on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was 60 frames per, sec- per second locked in. Uh, obviously. And then, oh, and then they brought it up to twin stick shooter. It was a twin stick shooter. So less boomer, more twin stick. And, and don't get me wrong. I love the, the old style as well. But they made it work. Um, uh, boomer the shooters and every- can be twin stick as well. Oh, uh, no. Uh, boomer shooter is just the style of the shooter, not not the gotcha. style. Okay. Gotcha. So it was, but it was, um, but it was just fantastic from start to finish. The only thing that got just a little, the only reason I didn't 100 percent it was just because backtracking was really rough because it was dated because there's no fast travel. But when you know where you're going, you can still get to where you went to within like a couple of minutes. But you still have to fight your way through certain areas. Um, but it's still an absolute masterpiece. Um, if you haven't played it yet, play it. Oh, yeah. And I think they released it at like maybe 25 or $30. So it wasn't that bad price-wise either. Oh, yeah. It was uh, but yeah, cool. that's, yeah, but that's my number six, Metroid Prime Remastered. Hopefully there's a second one. All right. So we're going we're gonna to break it apart before we get into our top five with a dishonorable mention. Uh, my dishonorable mention... Let's see if Brian was right on his guesstimation on what it is. Uh, for me, it was Armored Core 6 Fires of Rubicon. Uh, really? I knew that was <laughs> one of your the games you were uh, that you were that you that you were definitely not hip on, but I didn't think that was it. Okay. Here, but all right, I did not I know it. I was sold I was sold on this game for it being a From Software game. I've been quite enjoying From Software uh, since Sekiro and then Elden Ring was really good. Uh, even though it didn't make my list last year, and I called it mid, uh, it was that the other games were so much better to me. Um, I still enjoyed Elden Ring. This is not what I like. This was not... There were so many gripes that I had with this game that it just overshadowed anything fun, and literally before I turned in all of my PlayStation games to switch to Xbox, this was the first game that I turned in because I didn't like it since I got divorced in 2018. So... Wow. Is the first game I traded in in a long time. Wow. Uh, I blame game design issues for me. I do not like the way they design certain aspects. I made it through the noob killer fight, which is the first boss, which a lot of people had trouble with and was sort of like the wall for new people. I did make mm-hmm. it past that. Uh, it took me some time and uh, a couple attempts However, I don't like that style of a mech game where you're boosting all around like Gundam. Like, I'm not really big on the Gundam mechs. I was expecting something like Mech Warrior, 
were these giant Boo. hulking tanks that need to Boo. like strategize and actually think about what you're doing uh, instead of just like bullet hell dodging all the time. Um, and, and this thing, literally, I mean, the game's all about striking harder and faster before your opponent. And I don't find that interesting or fun strategically in any sense of the manner. Um, the thing that really got me is that getting hit will take you out of boosting, which is the intended movement. So it punishes you twofold for getting hit. One, or threefold. One, you take health. Two, you come out of boost. Three, now you have to do an extra button press to get out of boost, which means you will probably get hit again. So it it's not that it was too punishing. It It's just that the game is designed around boosting, and it was really annoying to be like, okay, so I'm just super punished for getting hit at all. Right? Like, it's just like a falling tower of cards once you get hit, as it felt mm -hmm. to me. Now, this isn't a problem for some players who are used to this kind of thing. I am not. I was a newer player. I didn't enjoy it. I played five or six missions after the initial uh, first boss guy that was the wall for a lot of people. Uh, and then I was just like, you know what? Screw this. I have, There's better games to play. And I turned it in. And I am just not a person who turns in games usually. I will hold on to a bad game forever just because I feel like I bought it. So. Why is a Rubicon? Let it burn in the fires that it created. That's spicy, bro. That's so spicy. All right, Brian, your dishonorable mention. All right, my dishonorable mention is... I'll preface this. I didn't hate the game. It just didn't live up to my expectations. Um, sure. there, there was there was some some major things lacking, and the game is um, in other waters. You guys familiar with this game? Mm -mm. Nope. So what's the game? In other waters. In other waters. In other waters. Okay. So this is an indie game that you play as this like xenobiologist as you go to different alien planets. And you explore their life. Now I know why you were you were disappointed. <laughs> it's not now what you I know why. It's it's not endless oceans. I already got it. Yes, it is. Yeah, you're you're you're, you're it, so yeah. You're it is not endless oceans. But I, I kind of knew that getting into it because you're looking at from alien life from the perspective of any kind of alien life, microbiology, you know, like anything, and yeah. you're doing it from this kind of more like command view you look at this map you're moving your your guy through the water you, but it's really a you know a, a dot on the screen that you're moving through this through this map stopping in certain areas knowing that you'll find certain life here certain materials that you can then use to kind of enhance and upgrade the character um, so you can sure. continue your dive and say, all right, these are the resources I need. So you can completely cultivate and and and, and not cultivate but catalog this uh, this alien planet you're on. Um, the problem is some of the progression is just it's just it's just not like it doesn't it doesn't really tell you what to do. So you you spend a lot of oh. more time wasting time wasting your time trying to kind of figure out. All right, let me go back here. Let me do this again. And the game isn't that engaging. You know, like endless oceans <laughs> that mm -hmm. you want to true you like you want to spend a lot of you don't want that kind of friction of going back. You know, muddling around trying to figure out well, where do I go next? What do I need? Where do I get this stuff from? Um, so I, there's a lot of there's a little bit of like guidance and gameplay problems here that really just tanked it for me. And then yes, 
I thought some of the some of the UIs and the other things would be a little bit more deep. I thought I could get a little bit more face time. Like I like I could track my um, I could do my planning and plotting and mapping on on exploring the planet and then get to actually dive a little bit and see some of this stuff. But you don't ever get to see anything. You get to see dots, amoebas, and um, readings from a chart. That's that's that's. So with all that, the game. <laughs> exactly, it, it, it is very much like if 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 you're a nerd, I will say the art is really pretty, like just the the, the mono, like the, the two tones, they're using yellows and blues or reds and oranges, something like that, with with like said, like monochrome kind of look to it. So it can be pretty-ish looking, but with some of the hangups it has, it really just left me kind of deflated. Sure, yeah, it was just too simple. I gotcha, too simple and complex at the same time. Exactly. Okay. Chance, dishonorable mention? Whoa, long. So, mm-hmm. it disappointed me, not not necessarily, because I put this down as the game I want to gripe about, not necessarily a bad <laughs> game. So, Whoa, long, like Champs at an Armor Corps, has a noob check. The first boss, you have to be able to kill the first boss by yourself using bare bones, like, counter mechanics and stuff like that. Chauncey's not very good at video group. games. Oh yeah, hey, let's let's. Chauncey had back a heart to heart with himself <laughs> when he was like, "Cham might be playing this Seafood. game with my friends as I can't get through this for the two months that I'll be trying to do this fight and they actually complete this game." I got through it in about forty-five minutes. I do think my third attempt would have been successful if I realized there was an input on the screen to burn half of his second health bar instantly. Oops. But, that aside, I enjoyed that suffering. Monster Hunter, World, Alatrion, and Fatalis taught me to enjoy a certain suffering. But my issue is, you're, you're balancing your character build between elements. The five elements was the Taoist elements. So, instead of wind, you have wood and metal. So, wood, metal, earth, water, fire. And you get a very clear idea of what the elements are going towards. Fire is really focused on damage. Wood is defensive. Metal is casting. Very spell-focused. Water is stealth. Rock is Sekiro. You know, you're good at counters. And you're good at breaking people's posture. Um, So, there are some cool aspects of it. But what it came down to is, when you cast a spell or use a skill, it uses your stamina bar. So, if you cast a spell... It makes it easier for everything in the game to knock you over, or break your posture, or ruin everything about your happiness. So I was sitting here wanting to play as a caster, and the metal spells actually were really cool because they were very focused on debuffs. I played this game almost exclusively not alone. Not always with Cham, but almost always not alone. Because I was throwing out debuffs and keeping debuffs refreshing because the big the big metal only thing was poison if poison is ticking no other debuff is degrading so being on fire and taking damage from being on fire will not tick down its time if poison's on a monster which is really cool so i could be this like ailment storm because honestly your biggest spell was charging up really long you must using almost whole your stanima bar to throw a big ball of aids that just radiated out from that enemy. 
<laughs> so there are parts of that that were really cool. Ball of AIDS. <laughs> so if I could take that aspect and that's all that I had to say about the game, it sounds great. But the really fucked up thing is they are hard on the elemental rock, paper, scissors. No wood thing mm-hmm. could begin mm. to fight me. And fire bosses I could not begin to take a hit from. Guess who are the hardest bosses? And the hardest and the most often bosses are fire. And very specifically, one mm. boss known as Lubu is a fire boss. Who made many lists of toughest bosses of 24, as I noticed. And I can forgive a lot of it, except for when you break his posture and do your little execute thing to him, he doesn't take extra damage like every other enemy in the entire game. Including the final boss. Hardest fight. Easily the hardest fight. The only fight that we both times had to call in a rando to be the third that was water-focused to help us kill him down. Bring him down. It... And its solution to, hey, maybe your build's not, not cutting it for this. What, what can you do? Respecking's free. Respect, you fool. I was like, oh, I hate that. And enforcing this, like, power level, because this is, you know, Souls-ish thing where people could invade you, and there's that aspect of things. Thank goodness you can just turn it off. You can make it so anytime you're invaded, it's just stock in PC for this area. <clears throat> But they've did this hard cap of you can only have 140 levels. Because that is about the PvP level that all the games like that want you to be at. So to me it said, hey you can turn off PvP but it's going to dictate our game design completely. I'm like, cool, thanks for not doing a good job. Because conversely I played Elden Ring where I was allowed to have all the stats I ever wanted. And cackle like a madman. Or this was like, yep, you can't level anymore. Yeah. So, I I think it needed to pretend less that I was allowed to be a full caster. Because it pretended enough to trick me, and I'm mad at that. Yep. I understand that. I put enough hours into it. I don't think it was a waste of my life. But it definitely didn't give me the warm fuzzies I was hoping for. We did do two full playthroughs. We completed the entire game. There's only two laps. Okay. There's no like new game plus plus or anything like that. There's only two laps. Yep. That was also in itself a little disappointing. That's true. All right. Uh, Jacob, dishonorable mention? Yeah. My dishonorable Sorry, mention trying to keep it going. is um, disappointing sequels, River City Girls 2 and Forza Motorsport. Uh, the new joint that was released. I thought that I was going to have a grand old time uh, with both of these games and my wife and I came away severely disappointed in both cases. Um, River City Girls, they had the whole like open world mechanic and things like that. Um, And it just, by the end of the game, it just kind of felt very, very samey. And like sure. we were just doing the same thing over and 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 over. Just open world games for me in general, usually. Yeah. So like that's what we were doing just over and over, and I was and I and it just got so like uh, grating that we we ended up just quitting the game, and we loved the first one. Like the writing and stuff was still good, but just for some reason the 
like the game just felt like a slog. So, um, and then Forza Motorsport, I got introduced to the Forza series through Forza Horizon 5. And Forza Motorsport, just for me, it just took all the character out of Forza Horizon. Like, Forza Horizon, you have an open world to get to the new races. Forza Motorsport, you just go through a menu. You want to buy a new car, you can go to the car show, go through the garage, give it a spin. Then, you know, put your paint and all that stuff on it, take it for a drive, do it again. Forza Motorsport, everything just felt like, I want to do this. It's like, you're going through these little races, and I was like, I was surprised at how little fun. Like, even my son, and he loves cars and tweaking cars, he loves Forza Motorsport. He was playing, he was like, Daddy, I don't like this game. <laughs> I, was like, nice. I know, son. I know. Um, I would I'm say so even more yeah. than like Starfield or any other game that people think was disappointing. Like when you look at it, you know, like those two games for me just were like, I'm like, I'm having an absolute terrible time. Like I'm having a legitimate terrible time. Like Starfield, I was having a good time. It just was unpolished, you know, but like, no, Forza, I was having a terrible time. Yeah. River City Girls, terrible time. So yeah, those are my dishonorable mentions. Back to you, JM. Alrighty, so here are our big fives. We're probably gonna have to go a little quicker on these than we intended because of time. But um, yeah, these are these are the big ones for us. Uh, I will preface this by saying uh, all of these are stellar games and deserve as much spotlight as they can get. I think mm-hmm. I think that's true for all of us. Um, so I guess let's just get right into it. Um, my number five, and I will say for me personally, these are all extremely close on their number five, like five through one. Like these are very close. Like even five is very close to one. However, mm. uh, these ended up being how much of an emotional impact they were to me or how important they felt more so, more of a personal impact than anything really weighted these games. Or okay. if I had an annoyance or they were disappointing in some aspect that really floated the list up and down. So my number five is Tears of the Kingdom from Legend of Zelda. I played a lot of this game, not near as much as someone else on this podcast today. Uh, (laughs) What are you talking about? Yeah, no, we we know how much you played. You showed us. Uh, So I put 200 hours into this. I explored the entire depths uh, I explored the entire depths before I even hit all the towers above ground. Um, I never got a fairy to upgrade armor. Uh, I just didn't do it. It wasn't me trying to be challenge mode. It was just like I just wasn't in my thinking when I was playing. Um, I certainly didn't do everything. I didn't hit every shrine. However, I did hit every deep root. Um, so... I know where shrines are because I got every deep root, but, <laughs> but, uh, I know where they are. I just didn't do them. Um, it was an amazing game. I think the story was amazing. Um, I will preface this to people listening right now. I am going to say some spoilers in this stuff. Sorry. It's going to happen. If you haven't played tears of the kingdom, sorry, you're going to be spoiled unless you tune out until the next person. However, I'll give you a, Chance, 
I can't. How am I supposed to tell you that's no longer spoily? Anyway. I didn't play Tears. Do you want of the me to give you yet. a thumb? <laughs> do you want me to give you a thumbs up when it's safe? Because I do want to say one thing. I've seen enough. You about got it. to say the things. Continue. Okay. Well, well, I'll be a little vague about it then. What Zelda does to get the Master Sword repaired, I was like, that's it. That's the end of the series. We're done. <laughs> Cut it. Cut and roll. There's no coming back from this. And then the way yeah. they redeemed it as well, um, in a way, felt like a cop-out. But then I was like, of course they would. They wouldn't keep her like that. They wouldn't break the chain of the hero and, and the princess. So... Yeah, I, I was very surprised by moments in this game. Uh, it was really fun. Uh, I ended up even picking it up after putting it down entirely uh, back when we were on vacation just to have some fun. The girls and I watched tons of funny videos of people building stuff. I will say there the couple of gripes I had is I didn't care for building things. I didn't want to build things. And then I also really, really didn't care for the sticking thing on a weapon system to make things better. Uh, mm. I think of all the new powers, that was my least favorite, and I think the game was actively worse for the same reasons that I feel that Iceborne and the Clutch Claw made Monster Hunter actively worse. Is that they, in order to make this mechanic work well, they had to power down a different mechanic that already existed. The equivalent in Monster Hunter is they had to include on the Clutch Claw weakening parts. Thus, part breaking had to become harder, else part breaking would become part breaking would become too easy. The equivalent in Zelda is that now that you could overpower weapons, base weapons had to become all garbage, and I hated that. It felt like no weapon I found was ever going to be good until I slapped a monster part onto it, and I didn't find that interesting or fun in any aspect. Um, not even some of the weird combinations of like putting like a fire thing on a sword so it threw fireballs. Like I didn't care. <laughs> I just wanted a good sword. I really liked just the Zelda battle system from Ocarina of Time where you're just one-on-one -on -one with a monster dodging, blocking, you know, outwitting them and going for it. There's definitely moments of that in this game, especially when you fight Lynels and stuff like that. However, um, just having like an overpowered weapon to one shot everything isn't fun to me. And then that's kind of what this did. It was like either your weapons were garbage or you did this thing and they were amazing. And there wasn't like a good, it cheapened the game for me in some aspects. That being said, I still love the game and it is still highly deserving of my number five position. So I will go ahead and kick it off to Brian. I will. Hold my peace. You have, right you have rebuttals. I, <laughs> I will hold I my have peace. I very hard suspect of where this <laughs> appears on your list, and I will tell you. Yes. I will hold my peace for the most part, but I will, I will apologize to all those gamers out there who enjoyed, loved, and cherished that system of slapping mm -hmm, stuff on mm -hmm. together. We, I apologize for Fortuan's comments. Anyway, you should. Should be ashamed of your opinion. Hordes of gamers have just had heart attacks because of the words you said. <laughs> good. Now we have a good game. But my number five is Fire Emblem Engaged. 
Oh. This, I didn't play this one. This one was actually really tricky because initially, I was really overcritical of this game. Mm-hmm. And I was also playing I it. I was I was also like playing it a little weird because I was like, all right, let me turn up the difficulty. Let me do these other things. And I wasn't having a very good time. I put the game down, came back to it, decided, all right, I'm just going to enjoy what, what's in here and see what's there. And one thing that w- that regardless of, you know, early on and my later replays is that the combat was great. Like that was the thing I could, I could, ne- I couldn't, I couldn't deny that which was what brought me back to the game. The combat was great and the story was good. My 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 overly criticalness is the previous game and the an- the previous game in the fire emblem, fire emblem entries was three houses three and, houses and which was amazing yeah like yeah exactly like that game is still the best fire emblem game I've ever played this game is a very very good fire emblem game and a very good game um, I ended right. up finishing the game playing all the way through it and put put putting a good no- good amount of time with this game um, fell in love with the with the char- with some of the characters. You don't have as much control of like the characters' relationship stuff as you did before, but you still have some of that stuff there. You can tell what they brought. You can see what they brought over from Three Houses, and there's some things they tried new, which is great. And there's some things that they they just didn't bring over. But all in mm-hmm. all, I mean, the game as you play it, you know, you will be on the edge of your seat with this seat with this story, saying, "Hey, look, I want to know what happens next. I want to know what happens next." Um, oh, yeah. They keep it. They keep it in a very. They keep it very high quality and. It's just another solid entry in the series, so that's why it's my number five. Okay, cool. All right. John's? My number five is probably the last game that any of you had any prior playing, and it's uh, Vampire Survivors. Okay, okay. I've, I've, I've heard a lot of good things. A lot of good things about this game. I do want to preface this. I also 100% it because Chance was into it, so... Yeah. So I spent I think four dollars and fifty four cents for the game in every expansion. It was really discounted mm-hmm. for some reason. I think this, this winter, or I guess it would be fall schedule wise. Anyway, <clears throat> yeah. I'm gonna give you some quick, some quick stats. Uh, I have all 196 achievements. I have 75.75 hours on play. It had for four dollars. A- Mm-hmm. For four dollars. So for four dollars. It, so it is a so top good. down. Are take you, a character from Are you want to talk about your best character or your best run? Just yeah. let me talk. It is oh, a bullet hell, and basically you're you're trying to get to the end when the timer hits time. Did your build give you strong enough or defensive enough to kill death? And a new death reaper will spawn at you like every thirty seconds. Or you can eventually just go mm-hmm. to an endless loop and just keep replaying the same 30 minutes of the yeah. stage. So, I uh, I have about 75 hours in play. I will say 20 of those hours were me letting the game idle. Uh-uh. That's still... Fifth, like, that might be the most so. hours per dollar I, I, <laughs> I can think of. So, and that was because on a level called Backcountry... It is very safe and very easy to kill a bunch of stuff. So I let that idle for a couple, you know, five hours maybe to gain a bunch of gold. You have currency to unlock characters, but specifically there's something I spent way too much time on, which is called golden eggs. So golden egg is a small boost to a character's stats. It's a random stat. It boosts it by a very small margin. So the second character starts with a magic wand, which is kind of like a magic missile. It shoots, goes at something, and all these items of the game, you have this usually there's a main weapon and a passive weapon 
max out the main weapon, you can evolve it through a chest. So, there's all these little cool things, but I just don't want to linger too long on it, because it's a really neat game to get to experience yourself. But you have four, 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 four. So, like, 19 different stats. So, when I did the first run of buying the golden eggs, I got to 26,219 golden eggs. <clears throat> and a key stat to know is uh, <clears throat> my extra projectile count. So every time I shot a projectile, I shot this many extra projectiles. 134. That's insane. Okay. That was the first time I did it. The second time I did it and <sighs> let it go the whole day we were gone at work, I got to 241,374 eggs. I gotta do this. My one. extra projectile <laughs> count was 1,266. What? Uh, I recovered 1,256 health a second. I had 16,700 health. You, did, you didn't even have to move. Oh, There's no way. Here's the problem. My speed is 12,639%. I can clip through anything. <laughs> there is a speed at which you clip through all objects. I have reached it. I have passed it. I have told it it is low tier. So Wow. You became quantum entanglement. That's what you The became. only problem is you can't you can toggle off the effect of the eggs to play the character normally, or they're toggled on. But you move so fast you can't pick up treasure chests. Because <laughs> if I tap oh. the button once, I move twenty thousand squares that way. Wow. I had a lot of fun. The game's really cheap. I definitely suggest if you're a fan of Among Us, there's a little bit of a crossover thing that's kind of really funny with it. That's its newest content. Mm -hmm. But it it for kind of a slaughter nonsense game, I got way more out of it than I deserve to for my sub ten dollar, I do yeah. believe sub five dollar investment. And yeah. his enjoyment of it and hundred percenting it inspired me to do so. I had played the game previously and I was like, you know what, I'm in. So I Hundred percent up until the the latest patches that I didn't do, so which he has done. Yeah, Vampire Survivors is just a great game. I got to have to piggyback on it. It's it was one of the surprises in twenty three and three. Actually, you should not Street Fighter Six off the list. Put Vampire Survivors somewhere on my list. I don't know yeah. where, but yeah, it was so it was just so. I was like, why is this game so fun? And my wife was like, that's all you do. Is just walk around and kill things. I was like, yeah, but it's fun. And you put two weapons together, and they make a super weapon, and you can just get like these I builds. Think a big oh, part of it is finding all the secrets and the combinations yes. and unlocks. Yeah, there's a lot of like little little things to go through and give you just something to keep chewing on. And yeah, I'll be real. Like there's 20 yeah. hours of me letting the game idle because I wanted to see how powerful I could be. <laughs> and I did get great <laughs>, laughs from everyone that has played the game that I've shown these two. I, I looked at pictures on my phone to get some yeah, of those insane, stats man. because it's some of the funniest things I've done in video gaming. Yep. No, that's why I was so excited. I was like, are you going to talk about those? And this this is the <laughs> yeah. MVP, Charizard, because I, I have an underdesk keyboard, and you have to hit enter or click to buy the eggs. So it worked that I could pin him under my keyboard between the under <laughs> and the keyboard to keep the enter key depressed. That's how it worked. Yep. Mm. Wow. Alrighty, Jacob, number five. Pretty hard to top that, but my number five and my favorite puzzle game of the year, Cocoon. Um, basically, this is uh, 
the heart it's hard to explain you carry spheres around but in the sphere is a world okay Okay. You can get multiple spheres in multiple spheres. Again, each sphere is a world. You also fight bosses, but you don't have an attack button. You solve these various puzzles, and it is just the environment, the music, the ambiance. Like, towards the end of the game, you basically get um, Globe Inception, where you're carrying a ball around, you put it down, and then you hit a warp point, and then you warp back through the ball. And like, so you're like carrying the world that you're in while you're in the world because they're like bleeding together. Yeah, champ's face. Yeah, exactly. It hurts your brain to think about, but it's the way that they do it. It's just so much fun. Mm. And again, this is one of those games where I'm like, you tell you say this premise, it does not sound fun. Like, I, but I tried it because again, Game Pass. So I tried it and I thoroughly enjoyed this game. Um, yeah, I. I don't know what else to say about it. Like, go play, go play Cocoon. If you, you haven't played, if you like puzzle games, go 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 play Cocoon. That's it. Mm, that's that's okay. it. Okay. All right. Cocoon. 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 Okay. Top. So number four. This is probably going to be the most surprising entry of a game that you knew was on my list, but was at a certain number. So number four for me. Diablo 4. Mm. Mm-hmm. Shocked. Meh. Meh. Not. Shocked. I had this at number one for a long time, but then I took a very hard objective look of how I felt about the game instead of being my normal Cham is 1000% biased for Diablo. Um, <laughs> which I am. This is something I know about me. I am playing season three of Diablo and loving it despite everyone else hating it so much, it's hit gaming news of how bad season three is to people. Um, Screw all you Diablo haters. You are crying whiny (laughs) babies that don't know what you want in a video game. That is my... Pew, pew, shots fired. The Diablo community is a bunch of crybabies that have no idea what they want other than to go fast, kill monsters, and not think about what they're doing. So... Diablo 4 has an amazing story and an amazing pickup from where it is and has so many, and it's part of why I like 3 so much, so many implications on the lore and what's happening. The story isn't done. We know we have an expansion coming out later this year, uh, towards the end of the year. Um, While there are issues with the game that does hold me back from making it number one, uh, I'm not a fan of the itemization in a lot of ways. I think it's a little bland and a little boring in that aspect. However, I still love playing the game. At this point, uh, so at the beginning of the year, so I stopped playing sometime in November, December, uh, when this game came out in June, uh, June 6th to be precise. Um, I played Season Zero, which is before we had seasons. I got a Necromancer to 100. I played Season 1. I got a Sorceress, which was arguably the worst class to play in Season 1. It was the weakest uh, at that point. Uh, I played a Frozen Sword. I played, let me say this. I played a Pet Necro in Season 0, which was bad, according to people. I played a Frozen Sorceress, which was bad, according to people. Um, I I didn't play... I like the Frozen Sorceress. Uh, Ice Magic. I 
specific. Not that I, I'm saying I liked it. I, I, I enjoyed the, right, the but Frozen I played Torch. a Frozen Orb instead of the machine gun fire, uh, machine gun uh, ice blight thing that people. That was the meta build. I did uh, Frozen Orb instead. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Uh, and then season two, I played Rogue and I played Reign of Arrows Ultimate build, uh, which I ended up having to change because it wasn't able to keep up with everyone else. He was playing broken builds and soloing Lilith. Uh, so I changed to a Death <laughs> Trap build and I still wasn't able to kept up, keep up. However, I did nearly triple my power uh, going into a more meta build. I still couldn't do it. Um the gameplay, I think, is really great. Uh, most people complain about the end game. I will say, boo-hoo, this is the only ARPG that is released with any end game, ever. <laughs> so the fact that there was any end game to begin with was a good thing. But now people are crying about it because it doesn't have as much end game as Path of Exile. Like, seriously, I could do a whole episode on how Diablo fans are just whiny baby bitches and I don't want to hear anything from them again. Like, there is... <laughs> whiny babies, huh? <laughs> Oh, dude, last week's weekly episode, I had a whole segment on why I'm upset with the Diallo community and how they need to actually form opinions when they say things and not just, I don't like it, it's bad. Like, have a reason. Um, so, uh, I love this game. I love this game. I'm going to continue to play this game. I'm probably going to play every season. I have paid for the Battle Pass every season. Not out of pocket money. I have accumulated enough in-game currency that I haven't had to pay for it since the first season. So I had season one, I had to pay for it, but season two and season three, I have not had to pay for the ultimate battle pass. Um, yeah. I've maxed out the battle pass and season journey in every season, uh, except for I'm currently working on it in season three. Season three, I am currently playing a rabies druid, which is where you play a werewolf with the rabies build. <laughs> spreads poison. Uh, that's cool. Well, uh, let me say, all the builds I've been playing are non-meta, and that's not really on purpose. It's just what I wanted to try. Um, so I end up not being able to do certain content. Uh, this game has uh, amazing enemy design, uh, amazing systems. The Paragon board is so much better than the Paragon stuff we had in Diablo 3. You actually get to do interesting decisions and interesting... I know Chance doesn't agree, but he just wanted to put points into stuff and be done with it. I like figuring it out. It's a puzzle to me. Um, it's an obstacle to there, I will say... Sure. Um, but I think it's an interesting obstacle. Um, the... I, I will say that I want the itemization to be better. I want them to have a better balance on build diversity. Um, but I will say this game will only continue to get better. The devs are fully behind this, and they have been very open about the problems and everything coming through. A lot of people are really calling out the devs and calling them dumb and bad game designers and stuff. Uh, seriously, do not listen to these people. If you are actually listening to what the developers are saying... Um, they were given a very raw deal to release a game way earlier than they had hoped that they would release. Despite that, I am enjoying the game. Uh, and it is going to continue to get better. And I don't understand why people think it didn't get better in Season 3. But then again, people don't like traps. And that's mm. part of the reason. But Diablo 4, 
despite its flaws, I do it does have flaws. It's not the best game ever. Uh, love it. And I will continue to play it every season and continue to play the expansion. And when I'm done with the season, I'll be done and I'll play other games. And then the next season, I will be back day one every time. So that is number four for me. Brian, number four. All right. Number four for me is a series that I have enjoyed. I mean, pretty much the whole series for the most part. Pikmin 4. Pikmin 4 was a delight. Like, I jumped into the game and there's about a 15-minute period where some of the quality of life stuff, at first, at first glance, I was like, I thought they were kind of dumbing down the gaming mechanics. And about 30 or 40 minutes in, you realize, no, these are quality of life changes. And I was hooked. Yeah. I just burned through this game. Um, some of the things that I really enjoyed was, one, the, the nighttime mission. So being able to go out there at night using the night, the, the, was it the Glow Pikmin? Um, doing some of those missions where you're kind of like doing this castle defense. You got you got these hordes of um, creatures coming to kind of destroy your little your ant hill or whatnot that that, mm -hmm. you, that you use to collect this cure. Um, and you have to s stay there all night and finish and and kind of keep these hordes off until sun rises and these and these animals are no longer going crazy and going trying to eat your glow Pikmin and 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 go to their um, nest where their cure is, and that added a whole new aspect because now you have these Pikmin that 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 only were used at night, and as you used them more, did more of these missions, you got you got more of them. Um, so you kind of started out with more of them, and, be, and you can be a little bit more strategic there. Um, the other great, really cool addition was Ice Pikmin. I loved it. It added a really new wrinkle to the gameplay. I mean, if depending on what you're fighting, if you could hit them with enough ice Pikmin, you could freeze them temporarily. So it gives you kind of a, an opportunity for like being able to get some, some good damage in before that monster or that, that thing you're fighting gets free and yeah. eats everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other really cool thing was the dog uh, companion. Um, I wasn't really sold on it at first, but it made for some really really interesting like you know parallel play where i could go ahead and send my dog companion somewhere and my and, and my um and the character i created somewhere else and be able to do two or th two things at once and felt pretty you know felt pretty good about it also it, it allowed me to kind of be able to maneuver my pikmin around the map uh, or in fights safely because your 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 pikmin could kind of attach to that dog and you could pull back and retreat um i felt just from from all the changes they made, they made the combat more kind of intuitive. They really focused around, you know, you figuring out how to defeat things. The bosses were great to great to fight. There was this whole like techno rave spider that was awesome that would enchant your Pikmin and, and like you're 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 listening to this beat go, this beat drops and this beat is is, is moving and you see fl lights flashing on this like disco ball of the spider, and once the beat changes. You know that he's going to drop this poison that's going to get your your Pikmin in a frenzy to dance to the music, and get crushed. So I mean, mm. it was very it was just very engaging. I mean, the, the bosses were very inventive, um, and yeah, the level design was beautiful. I mean, the level design was great. I enjoyed the puzzles they had there. I enjoyed the look and feel and the aesthetic of the game was phenomenal. So yeah, Pikmin Four, phenomenal game. Okay, chance. <clears throat> My number four is another Steam game called Cuisineer. 
So this is a game okay. I got on release, I think, early November. Uh, it is something I 100%ed, about 50 hours of gameplay. Uh, basically, you play as a adventuring cat girl, and you come home to your hometown to realize your parents have flew the coop, left behind their restaurant, left behind a mountain of debt for you. So you have to use your adventuring skills to go out and kill monsters. But every monster in this world is like some kind of food thing for the most part. So there are living tomatoes that shoot sprays of tomatoes at you. There are, you know, boars that, you know, are obviously just walking meat is the way you look at them. So it's a little bit of a cool game that has this big split of you are managing and running a restaurant actively kind of serving food but you need to go adventure to get the materials. Um, there's some kind of cool mechanics about commoners when they come into your place will go up to the counter to pick up their own food, whereas noble people will not. You actually have to pick it up and run it to them. So you can kind of get to this place that as you progress, because you can increase the size of your store, because you need to make money to get better things and upgrade your items... You have a couple different item slots, but the big thing is you also have two main weapon slots. So there's not necessarily a dedicated main hand, off hand. There's just two weapon slots. So there's a lot of one-handed things. You start with a spatula, which has a fire attack that's kind of cool. I ended up staying with a hammer that's a very slow but powerful weapon. And my secondary weapon being a durian. Because the durian was like you rolled it on the ground, and it went through everything it could, and it was like basically the poison weapon. It was neat. It was very much, you know, this split between a moderately difficult adventure and a kind of exhausting restaurant sim. But as I got more used to it, it became just more entertaining. You just kind of knew what things you needed. The The best part of it for me was I was having trouble with the final boss. It's just kind of a fight where fights aren't normally the only barrier. Usually they're involving the cooking in somehow. And the final boss, I just had to play it. I had to set it down. I went back and did it. Basically, it was like, okay, what skill do I need that I don't have? Basically, all it took is there was a skill that when you dash, make yourself immune to projectiles and reflect them. That was the difference of being able to clear the final boss. I did that. I felt great about it. The next day, they patched the game to be easier. Wow. Yep. So, one of those few moments I got to be like, maybe I don't suck at video games. But it was, I bought it day <laughs> one. It was about 25 bucks, I believe. It was really cool. Um, the aesthetic is something I like. A little more of that kind of chibi anime style. You know, kind of a big head for the bodies. What game is this Cuisineer. again? Cuisineer. Cuisineer. Cuisineer? The word cuisine, cuisine ER. Someone who does cuisine. So yeah, it was definitely something I liked. I gifted to it for a to a friend for Christmas. Um, it definitely in the realm of I've kind of fallen into food-based Sims as a subgenre I've played a lot of lately. So yeah, yeah that's that's what's sitting at my four. Take it four. Yeah, my number four game. Uh, is the game that we never got to get to the show, and that is Marvel's Midnight Sons. It is on my uh, list to still play at some point. Uh, it is on Game Pass, and I will be playing it. I, I am sad that we never got to talk about it 
um, as our lovely foursome. But I will say this because um, I've been I've been literally kind of holding this in for like a year and a half. Brian knows. Um, basically, the Midnight Suns in Marvel are basically Marvel's occult group. You know, um, mm-hmm. they've kind of fixed it around. It's kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy where they've rebooted it with a couple groups. This time you have Blade still in it, um, but you have Nico Minoru, Magic. Um, you have um, Robbie Reyes, Ghost Rider. Uh, okay. And this time you play as the hunter that is their literal birth name is the first name the last name hunter you play as the hunter um and you basically are trying to fight your mother lilith as she tries to take over the earth um among that among right yeah right um might be lillian I can't remember. It's too many Lilos and Lillians. Anyway, so, but you also, they throw the Avengers into the Midnight Suns as well. And you would think, like, the Avengers are a group. Like, they can just join in. And no, it, like, the writing is on point because the Avengers are this close, tight-knit group. And the Midnight Suns are also this close, tight-knit group. And they're really bashing heads. Yeah. Oh, gosh. They don't mix well at all. You got Tony Stark and Doctor Strange. Well, Doctor Strange is, is, of course part of the occult as well but you know you got um tony stark you got uh captain america you have oh i forgot they added scarlet witch into the midnight suns this time around Mm. um but there's uh i think captain marvel i i bought the dlc as well which has deadpool venom storm and mobius morbius morbius um and but each character okay so now we're gonna get to the meat and potatoes so on top of all of this game, right? And you're like, all right, what kind of game is this? It's a tactics game. But it's not... I think where the game got lost, besides it released, it got delayed like crazy. Um, it was made by the people that made XCOM. And people thought it was going to be like an XCOM strategy game. No, 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 no. It's not an XCOM strategy game. It is a turn-based card strategy game. So you don't take cover or anything like that, but it, it is it is a arena brawler. Through cards, yes. Yes, but it's an arena brawler, so positioning matters. So you sure. can move. Basically, it's kind of like it's still that tactical point where you're moving your pieces around the board, but you're more moving them around the around the map to take advantage of the different environmental attacks and effects that are. So it's like, oh, Spider Man's going to pull down this light pole. Um, you know, or we're going to hit them into this explosive barrel. And so that's why positioning matters more than anything else. Sure. So you have positioning, you have the cards and you can obviously, cause it's a card game, you can upgrade your cards. Um, and then obviously you can get better cards from common to uh, legendary. Um, you can mix and match the three person teams that you take on. Then you can roam around the, it's, it's not the monastery, whatever it's called, the, the manor or whatever it is, you can roam around the grounds and go explore the grounds, like mm. uncover mysteries, solve different puzzles around there. As you guys can tell, I love my puzzles. You can solve yeah. different puzzles mm-hmm. and different mysteries and get more about the Midnight Suns. And then as the hunter, you build relationships and interact with the different team members themselves. So, and the dialogue is just so witty and Blade is just so he's so quick like he's literally chopping people down with his words not his sword and his gun which he does in combat so like you have all of those things and they just throw it together 
And it's a game that I put well over 100 hours into just having like such a good amount of time. And it's like it got it has that um, that Final Fantasy Tactics thing where it's like, hey, you just want to play side missions forever? Oh, you 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 haven't done a story mission for not a word. Just play some more side missions. You can mm-hmm. literally do that. And I had to, I told Brian. I was like, at one point, I was like, I, I need to play the main story because I was I had spent like so much time. I didn't even leave the first chapter for like forty <laughs> hours or something crazy like that because I was yeah. just playing side missions and it was like rolling around the grounds and picking up stuff. I was like, do it again. I had <laughs> I was this is a game that I had so much fun with. Um. And I wouldn't think that if you mash everything up together like this, that it would have been this fun. Um, but it, it didn't, I, I will say, especially if you're a Marvel fan, like it, it's a it's a easy ten out of ten for me. Um, and that is Marvel Midnight Suns. Cool. Uh, I would like to comment while I didn't get to play this, and I definitely still want to. Part of the reason is Sasha on the uh, uh, weekly show played this and this was on her list as well i do not remember where it appeared on her list but it was definitely in her top five because sasha only had a top five because she only played five games this year that she felt like talking about i mean it's so much again this is this is why it's like every other game that you see other than this is like short because the other games that i've played that are on my list are just so meaty yeah oh uh, i this is probably the shortest game on my list. It's my number three. Um, All right. But uh, I played through it twice. Uh, and I would say of all the games on this list, this is the most emotionally impactive story that I played. Okay. It is a visual novel. So you don't do a lot of gameplay. It is a lot of choosing dialogue. And I would say I am the most unrelatable person to the person you play as ever <laughs> okay literally you play as a partying frat boy that seems just thing. like you what are you talking about you're the party and the like, frat boy i've ever met literally like a the game the premise is it's a visual novel of you know like the dating sim choose the girl go through the story who are you going to date kind of it's called Leap of Faith. This game okay. was emotionally damaging. <laughs> um, wow. This, I talked about a little, Chance knows a little bit about this. Um, this thing, I, I told you about this because people made fun of me for playing a porn game. Uh, it is <coughs> M.A. It is close to NC-17. There are animated fully naked sex scenes like glad I, you said that before i looked it up thank you before he bought it this is not <laughs> i i have high high praise for this game however i very much play say the caveat if you are not into this thing however i did not know this was the thing until i ran into it into the game because i didn't read it whoops All right. i was just looking for a game it was on sale on good old games and i picked it up for eight bucks i think and played it um it is intensely emotional at certain points you like i said you play as this frat boy the premise is that you 
were broken up with someone a year and a half ago. She left you. You were high school sweethearts. Um, you can see where the, some similarities lie with me. Yeah. Because that's kind of where the frat my boy. divorce came from. Except I'm not a frat boy. <laughs> no, no, no. The but, frat boy is the part that I see aligns with you. <laughs> so you uh, go out with your friend. Uh, he's like, dude, you haven't been out in forever. Let's just go out, get a burger, and just talk. And he, and you. so you go out. And by the way, this is like literally like the weird sort of like 3d animations where they go in stills and different things. Um, all of yeah. the music is unlicensed, not unlicensed, but like they made the music for this game. This is very much an indie, uh, indie effort. Um, good, but this, music? this thing, the music's actually pretty good. Okay. Like I was like jamming to it while I was in certain sections of it for sure. Um, but you have basically end up throughout the course of the story, meeting various women, uh, and not only can it be a dating sim for you, or you can end up with nobody. Um, you can get your friend hooked up. You can hook up some of the women together because there are relationships that uh, there's a couple of relationships that already exist between the women yeah. uh, and that kind of thing. Um, as far as like a dating sim go, like as far as the way the characters are written, it's the least brain dead pick a girl I've ever seen in a dating sim. Like, you literally have to build a relationship and you know, and foster the right choices and situations. Um, there's uh, the, and it's but it's these crazy weird scenarios. Like one of the characters is a straight up like the biggest pop star. It's like literally having like Katy Perry as one of your dating options, versus like the girl next wow. door. Like. The, the the scenarios are not realistic. They're just completely off the wall. However, it's a fun game. Okay. Um, fun story, I should say. It's a fun story to play. Um, where it gets emotional is one of the girls is um, mentally problemed. Not handicapped. She is going through some serious stuff mentally. Uh, She's troubled. And you meet her. As she's contemplating jumping off a bridge for suicide. Hmm. Mm. And then I ended up coming back to that spot because I kind of struck out with a different girl just as like, oh, you know, what if she's here, right? You find out she is there and she's about to jump. So oh. you're like, oh, okay, this got serious. So you start talking to her. You talk her down from the ledge. You save her, uh, that kind of thing. You get to know her a little better. Uh, everyone sort of becomes friends like things are going on uh, you get invited by the pop star just part of the story yeah. to go stay at her house in LA as a big vacation with all of you because the pop stars into you you were like the one normal guy that night at the club and so she's like hey let's invite you of course you can bring your friends and so like it's this weird like like I said it's a crazy scenario you get back. Things are going well. My dating option was the uh, girl who tried to jump. Uh, and I just, whatever, I for whatever reason, I was drawn to her. And because you didn't want you her get to get back. Jump. Yeah. You get back. Things are going really well. I, you know, you even like I had the sex scene hooked up with her on the vacation. That's kind of where it happens in the story is like, whatever, whoever girl you're with. It happens on the vacation. I get back. She does it. 
literally like she jumps off the bridge and there is no last saving moment anything cut to black everything else is stylized music everything cut to black typing across the screen in white letters not everyone is able to be saved let me tell you about my daughter this is the developer talking to the audience at this point he shows real life pictures of the real life bridge that she jumped off of and real life story about how he has done god i'm getting worked up thinking about it okay so real life situation of his daughter and what he went through and what she was going through mentally and conversations with her and her last words to him was him being excited about making a video game this game and saying that's a great story dad you should write it and then he made the game which is this game i remember that part i didn't remember the actual game (laughs) yeah cut back to the actual game however this is a game and sometimes things work out for the best. And then you figure it out. She survives the jump miraculously. She's not good. But a lot of the game from that point on is dealing with her attempt and sort of like unraveling life and figuring things out with what happened to that character. And wow. a lot of the friends sort of circling around her and building her up. She doesn't remember anything at that point. So there's part of that. There's mm. because she jumped off of a 50 foot bridge and hit her head on the water and like wow it was the most emotionally impactive story i have ever seen in a game uh bar none and that's that's why it sits at number three and like i said i got teary-eyed thinking about it (sighs) because having all that wrap up and then realizing that the person that you wrote as a dateable character was this guy's daughter written into a video game form and then having parts of her right like parts of her personality um yeah it was just it was a lot it was a lot to deal with uh emotionally so leap of faith Mm. Mm -mm. so number three brian Sorry, well, I good know night, that folks. One, this that has one been took an, a, an a episode of Bickering Bucks. I know that one took a long time, but it, I think yeah, that's why. I didn't, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Brian. Number three. Number three. What champs it? <laughs> no. Um, my number three was Bayonetta three. Um, okay. That game was amazing. Um, I love. We said a lot about it the show, so I'm not going to go too 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 far into this one. But I don't uh, believe I actually played that the year before. That's why I didn't appear on this year's list. Nope, it was last year. That was our last. That was our last recorded no, no, episode. We did the episode this this past year, but I was done. I finished it. Yeah, the weeks in up to <laughs> in twenty. Yeah. I finished it and yeah. played a good portion of it in 2023. Yeah. Um, but Bayonetta three, phenomenal combat. A story was was really. I mean, like you knew things were gonna be gonna get gonna get shaken up in the Bayonetta world, and it definitely did. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> the the multiple com the multiple the multiple uh, characters to play, the diversity in their play styles, the diversity in the weapons. And the music. I mean, it's like a tale of two. And the, oh yeah, and the music. Yeah, you 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 could tell who you're playing by just the music. 
the weapons mm-hmm. felt like the different weapons felt just vastly different. They gave you such a such a big difference in play style. I mean, everything about that game was just better than its predecessors. And yeah, I, I mean, it was a game that the, by at the end of the year I still was like, man, this game was really really good. And I jumped back in and played a little bit more of it just just to have some fun with some of the levels. Oh, so, sure, yeah. Bayonetta 3, for sure. Okay, Johns. So, quick story. I uh, started playing the Atelier game series and realized that it's been around for a really long time. So I actually went mm-hmm. and basically bought everything you could own on Switch last year. <laughs> I have nine wow. titles I've not played or finished yet that I own sitting approximately there. Because there are two yeah. triple game containers that I've not started. But the one that's sitting at number three for me is Nelki and the Legendary Alchemists. It is a 25th anniversary for the series. <clears throat> it is instead of a kind of JRPG where you're collecting materials and just like playing as an alchemist, Nelki is a regional lord. She is still young. She's a young woman. And it's about you seeing alchemists basically from all of the games coming to your town from different realities and you working with them to build up your town and like, hey, while we're all working together to figure this out, why not chill here? And yeah. it's just kind of a cool city management, a lot of, you know, this kind of, not just vaguely cutesy anime style. The combat is very simple in this game. You just kind of put a team together and you just attack, get hit, attack, get hit. And it's not very dynamic in that way. But... You basically get to design your city, keep making it big, make pathways. I had some fun with putting random shrubbery and stuff because it did, like, like a percent increase certain things. Like, ah, oh, money gains up by 1% for each huge bush you have or something like that. But it was really cool. Yeah. I played a lot of it <clears throat> over our summer trip this last year. Oh, yeah. I remember. Um, you were playing a lot of it on the way home, too. It is one of the few games I could tolerate playing in the car because I really don't do well like motion playing the Switch in the car. Yeah. But yeah. enjoyed it a lot. It was really fun. It was kind of a cool anniversary game to like see all these characters from different places. And it's funny because they just started a gotcha game for Atelier last week. And you're actually seeing a lot of these characters come up again. So that's been kind of funny. Yeah. So yeah, it, uh, it was a nice little jaunt, a little sidestep for the genres of the game and i really enjoyed it all right jacob number three my number three is super mario wonder i really enjoyed this game i love mario i've played all the mario game i've played all the marios and yeah it it of course it starts out super easy but you get more badges and then Next thing you know, you're timing your jumps to some blocks that are appearing and disappearing with the music in the clouds, and it's one of the hardest levels of the game. Like it, it's it's so much fun though. Like I enjoyed my time with Super Mario Wonder. Didn't overstay its welcome. Um, it was nice, short, sweet, to the point, and was challenging when I wanted it to be challenging. But the one thing is, every level for the I'll say probably ninety percent of the levels, maybe ninety five percent. They all had me just wondering what I was going to see next. Literally, like oh. no pun intended. I literally spent a lot of time just like, what's going to happen? What are they going to do that's going to spin it on its head? It's one 
it's probably the best 2D Mario game that they have made since World. I'm trying to think if what was in between there before the new soups was a world and then new soup because they went 3D. The cats? Yeah. You said which one? The cats? No, that was that was 3D. That was 3D. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, is is the best is the best 2D Mario game since Super Mario World. Cool. Hands down. Uh, I mean, yeah, I agree. Yeah. 2D Mario hasn't been as good since then. You're right. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say, did you do the final badge challenge? I did not. I just talking about it and I was looking at my list. I was like, oh, yeah, I need to go beat that game 100%. Like, I, I beat the game, but I need to go beat it 100%. I kind of. That final yeah, we'll, When we talk about number two, when we talk about number two, we'll see what happened and why I didn't 100% Mario Wonder. Just, just a quick comment so we can keep moving. Uh, that final badge challenge, uh, because I was able to positive lives throughout the challenge i was able to do it but i did keep track i lost 85 lives trying to get that level done goodness gracious yep i had to farm lives before i got into it just to get to that point in which i could so yeah it was it was pretty wild all right uh so we are down to our number two I'm going to be short and sweet about this one uh it won all sorts of awards everyone knows it's great baldur's gate 3 D&D in a tactical RPG has never been this good. Closest we can talk about is the Game Boy Advanced Eye of the Beholder that Chance and I played, which was fucking amazing. I will say my caveats is I wish it didn't end at level 12. I want to see what happens if you get a level 20 just bawling sorcerer. Um, I have done two full playthroughs with this. Uh, both times I romance Shadowheart. I tried to ro- romance Lazelle, or as, as Sasha calls her, Bazel. Um, um, but I something happened and it was bugged, and I didn't get to see the romance scenes. And then I did a second playthrough with with my friends uh, Ricky and Heath uh, that just ended sometime this year. And I not only saw the romance scene with Shadowheart, but also Halson as a bear and a devil. Uh, all in one night, Whoa. which was hilarious. Uh, I 1,000% recommend everyone sleep with Halson as a bear because it's hilarious. Um, there are been a lot of bear so... talk tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's so many different scenarios, but it's still a succinct and guided story. But you can do so many things. You can miss so many things. I missed three whole playable characters like three whole party members uh, in my first playthrough because I was just kind of like go where the flow kind of deal was with my first playthrough. My first playthrough, I was a dwarven fighter. My second, I was a dragonborn sorcerer. Um, Both playthroughs were amazing and I loved them. Uh, The second one was a little more enjoyable and and like I didn't want to do another playthrough because like I've already seen all this. I was wrong. I didn't see all of it. I didn't see half of it. Um... The battle system is very robust, very interesting. If you like D&D 5th edition, guys, it's better. It's 5th edition fixed to be more interesting. Ooh, okay. Uh, Every class feels good. I've played a ranger. It felt good. 5th edition rangers are notoriously awful. Um, I played a fighter. It felt amazing. By the way, the strongest move in the game, everyone has it. It's called push. Push people off of cliffs. 
It works. Uh, this game is amazing. A 10 out of 10. Now, while I was hoping for Tears of the Kingdom to win Game of the Year, this game won instead, and I'm okay with it. Um, but I wanted to see Nintendo get a win for that, for Tears of the Kingdom. However, personally, I enjoyed my time with this game. I played it a lot more than Tears of the Kingdom, and I might even do a third playthrough if Chance ever wants to. I will. Wow. I didn't hear. Did you? Do they have the Artificer class? No, they only have sort of the base. <sighs> the classes. base. The base class. Yeah. Okay. That's my favorite class. That's my favorite class. Period. D and D. Everyone can be an Artificer because there's bombs everywhere and you can throw them. Oh no 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 no. Well, you know what? No, you basically get to turn into D and D Iron Man with the Artificer. Sure. So. I mean, yeah. There. It's not the only thing. But I'm just saying, like, if if bombs were the thing you wanted, no, they've got bombs. No. You can make them. Uh, all right. Uh, so, like I said, I, we're kind of strapped for time, so we'll, we'll bounce along. Number two for you, Brian. All right. Number two for me is this game where you play as a shark. It's called Maneater. And by golly, <laughs> this game was phenomenal. I, it, was, it was the game I played directly after Tears of the Kingdom. And it was... Oh. It was bonkers. Plat- <laughs> so, okay, for context, I platinumed this game when I got the PS5. It was, or like when I got the PS5, you remember I played a bunch of games before Rise came out, and I platinumed this game just before Rise came out. So I played this game a long time ago, but yeah, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. I mean, first of all, the, the humor in this game is top quality. Top quality. You, you, oh yeah! Everything about this game, to like the tone of the the narrator, who's like the indigenous shark does this and this, you know, whatever it may be. And obviously, your shark is not indigenous to where to the bayou you're in, because oh, guess, yeah. because guess what? As you eat and munch and chew your way through this game, your shark evolves. It changes. You you find you find other pieces to alter it. You're like, you know what? I've killed this apex barracuda. Now I have barracuda parts. I have, you know, I killed this other thing. Now I, now I have the bone, you know, just bone skin, so I can shred boats when the hunters show up to kill me. With Bayou Billy and was it Bayou Willie? Yeah, Bayou Willie, um, which is, yep. <laughs> which is the antagonist of the game. Early on, you know, he yep. shows up, and you. He eat. was like, he was like an evil, dumb Steve Irwin, and he's yeah. funny. <laughs> and you eat, you like, was it? I think you eat his arm. I think mean, that's where it starts. Yes. You eat his arm, and then he and his kid are like, he and his son are on like a vendetta to find this shark and, and, kill, it. and kill it. So while you're growing and eating, and you do eat anything in the ocean, I mean anything in the in the water, be it fish, be it turtles, whatever it is, and it is so satisfying. Like you crunch, you bite, you 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 tail whip them, and then to just to just add to the zaniness of this game, you can just flop on the land. For way longer than you should be able to, way farther <laughs> than you should be able to, and eat people on the <laughs> ground. We're talking beachgoers. We're talking people on the boardwalk. We're talking pools. I have literally hopped my way from <laughs> from the ocean through the streets into a pool. 
eating people from neighborhood, you know, like house to house, jumping to their pools, <laughs> then back into the ocean. It was it was just a joy, all to get bigger and stronger as a shark, completing these missions. Um, it's a you know, yep. it's a it, it is a fully like open world game, and man, like after you generate enough threat and pro and, and progress the story, guess what? A new zany hunter shows up to take down this shark. And yes, what, what do you have to do? You have to take out the hunter's assistance. It's a boss fight. Yeah, it's a, yeah, and yeah. then you, you bring down the boat and then you jump in the boat and you better eat that hunter. And it's a, always a glorious, a glorious cinematic of because it's just ridiculous. The whole game is ridiculous and it is so darn good. I don't like it. Surprised me out of nowhere on how like I knew I was gonna have fun with this game, but I it told is you about this it game. is it is phenomenal. It is phenomenal. I, I praised this game to you, but then Rise came out, and we were all excited about Monster Hunter Rise, so it got lost. But yes, I mean I, I'm I didn't buy the DLC, but I'm half I'm so tempted to buy it because the ending of this game was so epic. Bill, yeah. You know, at some point you eat by you Billy's son, or you blow him up, in one of in one mm -hmm. of the one of, one of the ten missions, or one of the ten boss fights, or whatever. Or so ten or twelve boss fights, you blow him up and kill his son, and then he's out for blood. He was already out for blood, but yeah. now he's really out for blood, and he's super crazy. And so yeah, like it, like it was satisfying, so satisfying, eating my way through everything. Yeah. Okay. All right, man eater. That's one that other is a surprise on the list. One of it reminded me a lot of Carrion to certain to a certain extent, but like sure. zany. Yes, just zany. Zany Carrion, zany 3D Carrion. Over yeah. the top. It was great. All right, check it. Out. I just bought it. All right, thank you. I just bought it. Okay, nice. Y'all have talked That's about great. it long enough. Nice. I'm getting it. I've gotten it. Nice. All right. Uh, Jones, you're number two. Uh, Atlia, Ryza, Ever Darkness, and The Secret Hideout, which is the first Ryza entry. It is actually the uh, kind of revitalization of the game series. I didn't realize it kind of got a lull. And Ryza was kind mm. of its coming back into maybe just support for them. Um, but basically, you you play as Rizalyn Stout. She's the daughter of a farmer on this kind of secluded island, and uh, you find out there's portals from this other world where these extra-dimensional beasts are coming in. And there's an alchemist and his assistant. They The alchemist teaches Ryza. She becomes an alchemist under him. The assistant ends up kind of training and battle some of the other people. And it's this story about her kind of utilizing this abandoned shack on the mainland to be her secret hideout, to be her mm -hmm. atelier. And there's some cool story points. Um, one of the things, the mayor's son, because a overworking story point through all of this is the island you're on is actually artificial. It is not made on ground. It is made on metal platelets. And it has an artificial cleaning water system that cleans the seawater into fresh water. So a overarching story through the three games is revitalizing that, figuring out that one of your friends, Tao, is the family who historically kept it in sorts. So he has documents about it. 
and the mayor's son actually gets lost in this other world because he feels like he's falling behind of you. Because he was your childhood friend and kind of became bratty when you got older. Because you basically get to, like, curtains up and they are middle-aged teens, 16 or so. And, yeah, so this first game is her kind of learning to be an alchemist, kind of a revitalization of this game series, and that's all I'll say for now. Okay. All right. But is this the first one you played? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So that's your number two. Uh, Jacob, number two. My number two game is Fire Emblem Engage. Woo! Okay. Wow! Cool. Listen, listen. Um, th- this game is at number two only through sheer merit of gameplay alone. The best Fair. Fire Emblem by far was Three Houses. And as somebody who loves tactical RPGs, I mean, I do. Three Houses, I mean, matter of fact, I don't put this way. Three Houses was so good. If you remember, you like Three to Houses jam. is why we started bickering bugs. <laughs> exactly. We started a podcast. Cham liked it. My wife liked it. She don't even like tactical yeah. RPGs. Well, especially I like tactical, tactical JRPGs. RPGs. I just never played Fire Emblem before. Yeah. So it, it's a different kind of game. Um, the story is still kind of hit. It's hit and miss. I will say, and it, it, again, the game's been out almost a year now, so I'm going to give a, a slight spoiler warning. But the main character does die three times within the span of the story. It's, utter, it's, yep. it's the most absurd yep. plot point. In, like, it's one of the most absurd plot points I've ever had in a video game. He literally dies three times, champ. That is not a joke. He dies three he times. Dies Actual time. death. Yeah, I get death. Like dead. extra hard death. I mean, the head of the blue lions dies once, and they did that okay in three houses. But okay, sure. Yeah, fam. No, I'm talking. No, the main character that you the play, person you're playing, <laughs> Chan, as they say in Japan, he dies three times. It's wild. It's one of the most wild plot twists ever. But besides that, I have the DLC. Um, they did a good job in, in implementing the DLC this time to where if you've beaten the game, it's just like, go get some extra bracelets, which have yeah. the same powers as rings. Um, I enjoy getting to mix and match, especially when you have the bracelets and adding on uh, through the main story, because I waited a very long time to play. I didn't play it right at launch. I they do this all the time. They release the DLC late. So I just sat on the game with the season pass and I was just like I'm just going to wait until everything's out so that upped my experience even more waiting until I think it was like November October or November again that's yeah. what happened with Mario Wonder because I was finally like it's time to play Fire Emblem um, and I'm just having a ball like you just pick your characters you pick the ones that you want match them to the rings and the bracelets and you get to work um, and you can really customize your team like, I was looking for a bow user, and I was about to kick somebody out of my party. And then I realized, I was like, wait a minute. I could just reclass them to be an axe and a bow user. Get back in my party, buddy. And, like, so you just do that. You and know? then slap a ring um, on them. Don't forget about that. Like, you know ex- what? Oh, they they, like they have um, yeah. <laughs> they have the three houses bracelet. Uh, it's uh, Boucheron. Yep. He has the three houses bracelet, which has Edelgard, um Claude and um, what's the guy from the Blue House? Because I never played it. I think it's Leon. Uh, his. Leo, huh? Leon. Leon. Like yeah, that. something like that. 
Whatever his name is, yeah. So he's they're a, he's all the in only house I play. It's the right house. Mm. Yeah, they're him. all in one. Whatever, they're all Gold in one theater. bracelet, um, and they switch between it. But they, but you get access to like all three of their weapons. Yep. Um, so you basically get to become like your own mini Byleth from Smash Brothers with that character. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, it's the the powers, the gameplay. It's it's one of those solid feedback loops where I'm just like, I don't care about the story. I just want to run the maps. And I want to do the thing and have the sweet powers pop off and level my characters. Oh, yeah. And they fixed the leveling system. Like, you can just, once you get over level 10, you can just send your character to their mastery class. Doesn't matter. When that mastery class maxes out, you just run them back to one. And whatever the extra buff they got for expertise in that class, in the mastery class, it just carries over. Unless you send them to another mastery class. Then you start over. But if you send them from the same mastery class to the same one, you get to carry it over at level one. So there is no penalty in just leveling your character. And you just can hit 20, 20 and just keep rolling these ridiculously strong characters. And the game can't keep up. I'm just going to let you know now. The game is struggling. But there's also like the online gameplay. And you can run relay stuff with your friends. And y'all can take turns running the map. You can play against. Like it's, I've delved deep into the game. I haven't beat it. I'm literally two chapters away from beating it. But when I say I have put like over 100 hours, it's on my list because I'm still playing. And I know I'm not going to be done no time soon because I'm not even going to beat the game because I'm still working on other DLC. And then I'm going to go play the the, the, the Xenolog. And then I'm going to still do some online. And I'm like, I'm going to be playing this game most of 2020. I will tell you, if you, I mean, if you set that difficulty to, the, to high... It'll keep up. The game will never let you get ahead. I ain't doing that. that. (laughs) It will never let you get ahead. I don't need to do that. I'm enjoying. I am enjoying the difficulty where it's at. Um, I do like a little bit of the power fantasy, so I do like enjoy like enjoying the fruits of my labor. But that being said, the they still hit hard enough. Except outside of the main story. Now the main story, I do. I run over the main story, but like in the yeah the side missions and stuff, they they are. They're right there to where I can't make a stupid move, you know. I can't send a unit out there by itself against ten people, or they're going to die. So, yeah, it's it, it's perfect enough. But when I when I plan everything out just perfectly, it just watch everything go off. It's it's a thing. Yes. Okay. So so how 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 much should I put this on the backlog? <sighs> Do you have any other tactical you, RPG to play? Marvel Midnight Suns. Midnight Suns. I, I here's the thing. The, the only reason why this beat Marvel Midnight Suns is the combat loop is a little more like into it. Yeah. Yes, and Marvel Midnight Suns they they tried to do the three houses thing, but their hub world is just a little too big for some people. Sure. And I kind of I always like to rank my list based on what other people would enjoy but if i had to do my personal list midnight suns would be probably number one like being completely honest but i know that's crazy like it like you gotta look at the game and be try to be unbiased based on what i've played this list is entirely so biased for the it's always biased <laughs> because it's your list but i'm just saying like i don't i want to be biased this, this is what i'm saying i want to be biased square, not based i get that i'm just i'm just yeah. saying i'm trying to be biased not based so, therefore, <laughs> Fire Emblem engages number two. But I'm going to tell you, you play Midnight Suns first. Because I, I enjoyed Midnight Suns way okay. more than I enjoyed Fire Emblem. 
So, so. Uh, so I wrote off Engage because everyone was just saying it was bad, but you guys are both saying it's good. So it's I'll, now I'll I will it, say I'll well because it's to it, jumping from three houses to Engage is rough, and it doesn't start you off the same way, and it's a much I, slower starter than three houses. I haven't played but once it. I haven't played it since before we started bickering bucks. So, which was twenty twenty. Yeah. Well, okay. And, and the thing about jumping into it too is gonna it's gonna seem like they took everything out and they didn't. Like that's that's the other thing I, I, I'll say. Like when you jump in, you'll be like, everything's missing. What's going on? There's n-. they give it to you over the course of like I, I think four chapters, or something, like, something like that. Once you like four or five chapters in, like it's all it's. Most of it's back. There's a few things that are there, but a little bit more shallower. But you have all the control, like Jacob's saying. You were talking about what you have. You have all the control. You have all the things there, so for sure. Did they get rid of the terrible romance system? No. Uh, yes. It's in there, no, but it's, gone. it's not as... It, it, there's there's no actual romance. It's, it's, all, it's back to the support. Yeah. It's the support system. There is no actual romance yeah. at all. And I love I love the the romance system. Good because yeah. I, I felt I felt he was very, like I said when we we reviewed uh, three houses. Don't get me wrong, I like romance in games. It's kind of a sticking point for me in certain games. However, if they do it terribly, I'd rather they take it out. So yeah, congrats. you're more you're a you're a deity in this one. So they actually don't even want to address the pirate dynamic, and they're just like. Yeah, there's a couple like romance options, but most of them are like you are my most trusted ally. Stand yes. with me forever, most trusted ally. And it's like that instead of being like, I love you. No I love you. You, you, like, you worship you worshipped me, of course you love me. Not like Zeus. <laughs> Not like Zeus. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me get into that let me get into that robe, Mercedes. <laughs> so yeah. No, I, I I actually feel the opposite. I, I miss it because I, you're, you're put into the role of this main character, and naturally, yeah. naturally, you're fighting with people, regardless of how shallow or it is or not. Romance blooms. Like, I don't care what you say. Like, you can't go on this giant epic quest with all these different people around you and romance not bloom. Uh, so I miss it. I will say though that romance blooms for the other characters, just not for the main character. Like That's it can. Okay. There's a, there's a couple, but it's not as like everybody was like, "I love you." Like yeah, but gotcha. it's not like yeah. Okay, well, Fire Emblem Engage. So now we are down to our final game. Final uh, game. I have to preface this a little bit. I won't take too long to belabor the point, but the first game in this series saved video games for me. Quite literally. Okay. I thought you were going to say it saved video games. I was like... <laughs> no, I'm serious. I, it was at a dark point in my life. It was during the cat going ballistic in my brain divorce period. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I lost all interest in video games. And one game brought me back into the fold. Not that it was bad to lose video... Not that it was bad that I wasn't playing video games for my own health at the time. But... It re-sparked the love for me, and that was Octopath Traveler. Mm. Octopath Traveler 2 came out this year. Oh, snap. Yep. And it was better in almost every way. And when I was... I didn't originally have this at my number one for a long time, but I really sat down. This game hit me just as hard. 
where I was. I'm not in the same places where I was. I'm obviously still loving video games, still doing the podcast, still doing a lot of things, right? Every single character has a deeper story. There are analogous characters, like there are a there's a healer, there's a healer. Both of them are priests, right? Uh, mm. The personalities are far more in depth. The stories are darker and more intricate. The stories intertwine with each other before the final boss. There are chapters that are two of the people working together constantly. There's hinted romance between characters. Uh, for instance, between the priest and the thief, which the thief has moral hang-ups with what the priest does because the priest, he's a... Um, let's just say this. If the Spanish Inquisition was a character, that's the priest. <laughs> I'm serious. He's a detective oh. for the church, and he takes his okay. job seriously. Um, because there was a murder most foul in the church, and he is going to get to the bottom of it. Um, and literally, it's about corruption of the church and losing faith within the establishment and hitting some like seriously heavy themes in this game. Um, the warrior is like, instead of being like, I'm, I lost my honor and I must repair it because, you know, like the original, the first game's warrior, the person they were in charge of got kidnapped or died or something and they were disposed and dishonored, right? Well, in this one, He's literally the son of the uh, son of the uh, king, and he's a deposed prince, and he must fight back his kingdom from his evil brother who murdered his father. Like it's just like everything is just ratcheted up in complexity and darkness and all around story wise. The same battle system, which there was nothing wrong with the first battle system. Cool. It is amazing. Yep. Um. The music is just as good or better. How and the, the music was freaking phenomenal in the first one. How about the classes? Classes are better. In fact, the master classes, they're done in completely different ways. Like Not you the, don't have to do these crazy challenges or whatever. Okay. Um, the mixing of the classes is just as good uh, as it was. Um all of the classes are a little better on their usability. And okay. like the dancer was a little too niche. I felt in the first one, the dancers are much better, especially when you multi-class them. Uh, they are so much like you would think like, Oh, the priest is the good healer. Sure. Yeah. But the dancer is the buffer, like the super buffer. Okay. Uh, now granted they were the buffer in the first one, but this game fires on all cylinders, and it's great. Bar none, all the way through. I cried at two games this year. The first one was the Leap of Faith. The second one was this one. And there's some real heartfelt moments, and I didn't you know, like weep, but like, you know, like tear to my eye. Like this is so beautiful, kind of thing. Like, like yes. Um, I did everything except for the final secret ultimate optional boss. So I, I will say I 99% the game. Uh, I, 
attempted that boss before I did the final boss, uh, which is not what I should have done, uh, because I thought he was the final boss. I was wrong. <laughs> uh, or I didn't realize how terrible it was going to be. Um, yeah, but it's it's such a good game. In fact, I have a whole write-up, like paragraphs on the story right here in my list that I've had since I finished the game. And I'm not going to talk about it because we're, we're very late in the game, but like the story was so interesting to me. I just made notes and notes and notes and notes about this game. So yeah, if you haven't played Octopath Traveler 2, play it. Best game of the so year for me. In the so, wrapping right now. Still haven't, haven't opened it up yet, but it's in the wrapping. You will not have the same issues you had with Triangle Strategy? Oh, I know. Because yeah. Octopath was great. The first <laughs> one was amazing. I gave that I game. Will, I will say, this is three for three. Octopath was my game of the year. Triangle Strategy, which is the same team, game of the year for me. Now Octopath 2, same team. They just knock it out of the park for me. So, Brian, you're number one. I just want to hold on. I just want to jump in. Sure. Apparently. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. All right. Well, my number one is probably a game you guys have never heard of. Um, It's a game that's not well known out there, but it is uh, Legends of Zelda Tears of a Kingdom. I mean,. <laughs> I was spelling it out. <laughs> yes. You take 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 some notes on that one, Jacob. Uh, sir, <laughs> sir. Wasn't there a game with the three in the title? Yeah. Tears of- oh, you put that in 2022, didn't Which you? Which game? Xenogear. Xenoblade. That was that was that, that was, was 2022. That was, that was my number one game yeah. last year. Yeah. The year, well, okay. the year before. Okay. The year before. All right. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Continue on. But you played it into 2023 as well. I just kept playing. Yeah. I just kept. I, I just, okay. Okay. <laughs> I just I'll kept just, playing. I was, okay. All right. But all right. I just wanted to clarify. I was like, I don't. All right. But it could have made this list. <laughs> but Tears of the Kingdom. Um. Honestly, if it was allowed, Tears of the Kingdom would have been one through ten for me. I would have had ten different <laughs> reasons why this game was the best game. I. Le- <laughs> But it wasn't allowed. We agreed on, on rules, so we ha- it, it takes the number one spot. Um, you certainly played it more than all of the rest of them combined. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the big thing about this game is that it picks up, and shockingly, like I, 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 I couldn't, I couldn't like understand how this game would pick up in the high ruled of uh, Breath of the Wild, and it starts off phenomenal like it is it has oh, yeah. you engrossed from the beginning and you you're, you're like okay cool what, what's going on you're, you're powered up why you were powered up from the last game so what's going on like how are you not powered up now and if you haven't played the game i won't spoil any of it for you though we're we're, we're, we're approaching um i think a year now no we're not we're not quite there yet but we're heading to the next year um yeah it was may it, it was, was may, may of last year so. so we are i mean there's good reasons and it is what drives the story. So it's not just, oh, you conveniently lost things. No, it all is a part of the story. And the story is so epic and emotional that I was shocked. And I thought the mm-hmm. last game 
and to me, this game in every way is better. And it is a, and it is a standalone mm-hmm. game because some people, I've heard some people say, well, I haven't played it yet because I thought it was just, it should have been DLC. I was like, no, it, sh- it can't be DLC. <laughs> it can't. There's what? no way. There's no, no. This is not. That this is such a disservice. <laughs> I was like, yeah. no, it's definitely, it's definitely its own narrative, its own world, its own, it's, it, it, everything about this game is a, is better, newer, and is just phenomenal. Um, from from the the idea of like combining the items, like I think it's it's one of the great I think it's one of the greatest aspects of this game. Um, from and that and that, that that goes from building things to combining items to what, whatever you can think of. Because what this game does better than its predecessor is lets you play the game in every yeah. aspect the way you want. Be it traversal, be it the you know the the different shrines. Um, if you come to a puzzle. The answer is probably probably um, fusing or building, you know, using 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 that power to fuse or build something. And even and if it's not, it's still the answer because they let you solve the puzzles any way you want to. Um, did mm-hmm. Did you see the clip I posted on Twitter where I accidentally solved the puzzle? <laughs> <laughs> there was definitely some puzzles I solved that I'm pretty sure I know. He's like, this is not the way, but it is the way for me. Um, well, it was one of those things <laughs> we had to like launch something and yes. you had to like aim it right. And then like it broke, and I was like, "Well, oh, crap! I gotta, I gotta figure this out." So you can see me looking around on the camera. Okay, so what do I gotta pick up? And then you just hear the da 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 da, and I'm like, "What?" And then it zooms in, and it's like <laughs> it's done, and I'm like, "But I didn't." And you can see it off camera if you're watching the clip, just like the ball, just like as it breaks off of the apparatus that I had, yeah, just like fly perfectly and just land on the target, and I'm just like, "What?" <laughs> oh yeah, then. You know, we, we look at things like Nintendo paid attention to the community which and gave them what they wanted. I mean, from map traversal, yeah, you can ride your horse, but why would you do that when you can make a hover car? Because um, that's what I use to tra- traverse the map most of the time. Yeah, a lot. Of, I, I watched Game Grumps play the whole game, and he loved that mo- that motorbike that he would make from yep. two fans. and Two fans and some uh, handlebars. That's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> two fans and a handlebar. Yep. I mean, I, I did use the horses, but if you're talking about, when, or especially early on in the game, when you're trying to unlock all the different areas and, the, and, and explore, and explore, if you're trying to explore, that's the way to go. If you have point A to point B, and you, it's fine to use your horses. But if, you, if you're exploring, that is the way to go. And, you know, they saw people on YouTube taking, get, taking the, the, cutting the trees down, using stasis, and hitting the trees until they went flying across on Breath of the Wild, and said, you know what, let's give them a way to actually fly. Uh, so, you build it, if you can imagine it, you can build it, you can do mm-hmm. it. Weapons, mechs, whatever you can think of, it's available to you. Death traps. Um, the weapon, <laughs> death traps, oh yes. <laughs> oh yeah. I just, I just remembered one of the biggest gripes I had in the beginning of the game. I wanted bombs back. I wanted the, 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 yeah, I remember the you said that. of bombs and then, like, the fact that you had to collect the bombs, I was like, this is stupid. I hate it. No, I want to just create bombs. That was, like, most of my battle strategy all the time was bombs because it was fun. <laughs> Bombardier, fly, fly. Yeah, that's gone, but there are plenty of other things you can do. The bosses, phenomenal. I mean, bosses both in the temples, the bosses in the world, fighting Glee Glocks, the, just yeah. the sense of accomplishment. The, the, and then if you, want, if you want to up your challenge level, and you want to play something a little bit more akin to a Souls-ish like game? Go into the depths, find, have some fun fighting some things in the depths. Or don't 
upgrade your armor like I did. I mean, yeah, that's, one, that's one way to do it, too. You go into depth. My maximum defense, I think, was nine. I think it was the, the highest level of defense I was able to get to. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, and then the yeah. world triple the size and it's and it's a new landscape even though it's the same area like the world has, has changed due to the events that have unfolded i mean mm -hmm. and then finally the weapons i enjoyed it like the weapon fusion it was it was great it lets you play the way you wanted to play if you wanted to be an enchanter guess what enchant every weapon with fire ice lightning if you wanted to go for damage go for damage i'm not sure about one hitting anything because i don't think you could ever I, at least from from the boss's perspectives, when you actually, you know, if you're in the depths or you're playing something big, early areas, yeah, you can probably one hit a lot of things. But that's true with, with uh, a lot of other. When weapons. I was saying, I was like Baku goblins. Eventually, yeah. you were just like, you're your fodder. Like, but you know. I think you have a choice too because when you get in there, you're like, right, cool. Do I want not 100 damage, or do I want, you know, 50 damage with fire? So I I I enjoy I like I I loved it, loved that part of the game, and. The final thing is the ending was satisfying. I was a little worried as we were playing this game and you're building up to this ending. It delivered. And I mean the boss battle and then that final sequence where that fi so good. final see that final sequence where you, where, you, where, you, where you're falling and you're going after her and you know that was like childhood Brian watching like his favorite action movie of all time or or whatever action adventure movie of all time and like is, is he gonna save are they gonna save them it happened and it happened as glorious they, and as amazing as I could have ever imagined I, I they really yeah. make you think that they are not going to survive yeah like, they really do and that's hard yeah that is very hard to do it is a darker game and it, yeah, it, it just lets you play your way. And I guess the final thing I'll say is, I don't know if you guys know, but you can beat this game without playing any temples. You can go from, yep. you can leave the sky place and go straight to the end. It, it is straight to Ganon, which it is, I've seen, I've actually, my, my son played it differently than I did. He did not do all the temples and the ending fights and things like that are very different. He has more ending fights because he didn't do all the temples. Um, so... Yeah. Yeah. It is a play it your way, enjoy, you know, explore your way. It's as hard as you can, as you can, if you want it to be, and it is as vast as you want it to be. So, the best game, and and it is one of the best games I've ever played. Period. Drop that mic. It's, it's on your head. Let yeah. it out. Just throw it. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. That is my number one. All right, Chance number one. Might get a chuckle for this one. Uh, Atlia Ryza two. <laughs> Lost Legends okay, of the Fairy. Uh, I just want to slow clap this man. He he has been consistent. Oh, <laughs> now that's based. Now that that's actually gaming. based, Chauncey. I that will have gaming this year. probably eight or nine Atlia games on next year, probably to finish everything else I have. But so. Rise of One, you, you're in your town, you save the town's water supply issue, you save these invasions, I think they're called, like, Filica or something, but just extra, extra dimensional monsters. So the second game, you go to the capital, where a lot of your friends are, um, 
the childhood friend that's the mayor's son, Tao, your good friend that's the descendant from people that work on the town, and you actually run into your friend Lint, who's kind of training as a mercenary, running around as a soldier. And in this game, it's more focused on exploring, going, and doing these, like, hunting and decisively, like, ruins exploration activities throughout this world. And it's really cool. You kind of find out more secrets. You figure out that, okay, all these ruins are attached to these extra-dimensional beasts, and you're going to fight them. But they're... I have cried at one game in my life, and it was this one. Wow. Now, to give some context, too... I started playing this game in COVID when it first really hit because about a year into COVID, Cham and I's grandmother had surgery for having a serious amount of breast cancer. And I lived with her for 10 months. Mm. And my initial foray into this game was living with her and pretty much only playing this game for about one of the months that I was there. So definitely going back into this, I was like, okay, I want to go back into this because I'm going to play through all of these. I got the games in order so I could play through them in order and maybe care a little more because I started with this. Number two was the, the first game I got a hold of to actually try to play. And as you progress through the game, you get an egg. Well, the mysterious egg hatches into this, like, fuzzy fairy kind of thing. And whatever, it's like a cutesy companion. It adds a little bit of brevity to the game. And... Mm -hmm. As you progress through things, you eventually realize that the fairy is a denizen of the parallel world that the monsters come from, along with this varied species of, like, feral people that have either claws or horns, or you find them early on and through all the games, but they are just, like, denizens of the other so, world. Tieflings? Not, not demon-based, more animal-shifted. I, I know, I was making a joke, but yes. So, you figure out this fairy is dying because normal world is toxic to it. Because it is a denizen of the other oh. world. So, you go through yeah. some hoops, you work with your friends, your friend Claudia, who honestly used a flute as her weapon in the first game, now uses a bow like a logical person. And oh, fair, yeah. Honestly, Ryza and Claudia's friendship was probably one of my favorite parts of the game through the series. And the thing that really got me choked up is at the end, when the portal's closing, all the portals near the capital to the extra dimension are going to be unaccessible. And you're like, go little fairy baby, go across the, the universe, let, run away from mama and be alive. <laughs> um, the fairy has never spoken. And then the fairy has lines of dialogue to say, Bye, I'll miss you, Mama. Mm. Thank God, in the third game, when you go to the other world, you find the fairy again. But... <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that definitely had me a little choked up to end that game. I was like, good. It's a good thing I didn't finish this game when I was staying with Grandma and I waited a couple years because that gave me the sads. But yeah, like yeah. The, the series overall rises kind of... She is, in my favorite way, every much the alchemist goblin that you would always play. She solves things with bombs when it doesn't need to be a bomb. One of her first alchemist tests in the first game is, Hey, clear this debris. Heard a solution? Bomb it. Some of the most powerful things yep. in combat? Bombs, of course. So she is... 
in a lot of ways, a ridiculous goblin. Almost exactly what I would expect Cham's youngest daughter to be like. He was like, if you had the power to create anything from thought and solve suit, have creative ways to solve things, what would you do? Mmm, blow it up. Bomb. Yeah, definitely, I kind of put a lot of money toward the foray of playing through almost all the Atelier games I could get a hold of. Like I said, I just started a gotcha game that came out this past Thursday. And it it just, that plus, like, cooking games, like, I I bought, was it Sakuna of Rice and Ruin to play at some point, too? Yes! So... Yeah. Uh, yeah, yes. That was, that was Brian's number one for. Our I guess my three games. main game categories are alchemy games with uh, cute looking girls, cooking games, and games that other people buy for me because that pretty much covers most of what I play. <laughs> gotcha. So I need to buy you. Marvel I have Medicines. it in the cellophane. Okay, in the cellophane. <laughs> it's never well, because we got it for. We the agreed it for the show, and then happened. you know life happened, so I already had it. Yeah, Chance and I bought it already, and then you guys are like, well, we can't do it. I was like... No, I will, uh, the people with wives and children and, like, nine to five or longer jobs, like, meh. I get it. Life gets tricky. I took a nap today during work hours. It was great. (laughs) He said I took a nap during... (laughs) Okay. Atelier, Ryza 2, right? 2. Okay. Jacob, our anchor, what's your best game of the year? My best game for the year is Like a Dragon Each. No, I'm just kidding. Go play that. That's a great game. No, it it's Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. It's, it's, there's no other game. It's the top 10. I ain't going to include Zelda. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now. And I loved Zelda so much. Thank you. And he still has I haven't opened it yet. I he still hasn't played it yet. <laughs> I played Breath of the Wild. Replayed it before yep. Tears of the Kingdom. They were like, everybody online was like, don't do that. It's the, this the same world. I was like, shut up. You can shut up. I did it so Kiss I could remember what I did. As you said. You said what? Kiss my yes, grits. Yes, exactly. As you said. Kiss my grits. So it, it made me feel the world even more because. I was the world was fresh on my mind when I went into Tears of the Kingdom and I got to see everything that had happened and everything. And I mean, I thoroughly played Breath of the Wild. I mean, I put like 100, I think it was, I put like 130, 150 hours. And for a game. second playthrough, that's that's doing a lot. Yeah, I, I, I went ham, uh, as the as as the we would say. <laughs> kids don't say that. Anyways, I went ham, and I got jumped into Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, you see the gloom taking over everything. Um, you have the Sky Islands. You have, I mean, my favorite part of, of Breath of the Wild, I mean, not Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, was the exploration. Yeah. I just enjoyed seeing something again and be like, oh, what's that thing? And then just go into whatever that thing was. Whether it was something in the island or a big hole in the ground or more dragons. Or what's this special dragon? Oh, no, this special re- dragon is redacted. And like I was just like so enamored with the story and the beats. And it just made me f- 
it just hit me in my feels so 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 hard listening to the story and finding out what exactly happened where is zelda why is this thing happening what is the world why oh is what i thought we so much chaos exactly i thought we already began like so figuring out everything that's actually happening with the world and getting your answers answered like it, it was it, this is what i wrote actually here i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to go to what i wrote about this game in my notes the best <clears throat> i said tears of the kingdom is a sequel to a once of a generation game and is also a once in a generation game itself therefore we got two once in a generation games in the same generation <laughs> i was skeptical that going back to hyrule was going to be boring but the oh, world yeah. has evolved since you were last there the kingdom is rebuilding after the defeat of calamity ganon and then with the upheaval even more is at stake and the kingdom of hyrule may never be the same land air sea caves and the underdark essentially take the map from breath of the wild and almost triple it the story pulls at your heartstrings until the very end and the twists and turns are some of the most satisfact most satisfying I've ever had in gaming period. I got a question for you Jake. Were you Go ahead sir. Were you like me and when you play this game you're like I don't want this to end. <laughs> like it w- Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That is Yeah. I'm not I played this lie. game I had the opposite problem where I was eventually like I need this game to end. And I need to get to the end. And you know why? Because you wanted to play other because things. It, because it came out in May. Not May 1st, but it was like, what, May 12th <laughs> or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And June yeah. 6th was my hard deadline because Diablo 4 was coming out. For me, the yeah. for me it was, I could play something else, but I will not be as happy or as entertained if I yeah. play anything else. So why would I? I like that was no, I, I did have that point. I did have that point where I was like, okay, it's time to move on. But I that was just me holding on to the game. <laughs> like I don't want yeah, this to end. Exactly. But at the same time, it's like I need to go play something else. So I I need to just say I have done what I'm going to do and I'm gonna put this down. But I didn't I don't I don't think I played any other games for two months straight. I was just like Zelda, 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 like yeah, really yeah. hard. Especially especially because I got into an accident this year and I could not work. So I was hitting Zelda harder than I've hit a game this size. It's a good thing this, hit this game. And it was it was very satisfying. Now I, so, I will I will preface this. I think part of this is now don't get me wrong. I loved this game too. And there's nothing bad about this game to me other than the couple gripes I had and those are minor. And I want to preface mm-hmm. it. They were annoyances to me, but they were minor. Zelda is your two one of your two's like big games. Oh, it is right? the biggest game for me. Period. Right, it's, right, right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's big series. It's Period. your number one, and it's one of your biggest game series. I would probably say Mega Man <sighs> is above it, but I, I I wouldn't even put it in my top five series if I'm being completely honest. My first game that I played was Link's Awakening, and then I played Wind Waker, and then I just kinda like I actively didn't I really like played Zelda, Zelda until Ocarina of Time, and I'm I wouldn't I call myself a Zelda fan in the slightest. I like the games, but they're not. Here's 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 the thing, right? So like when you guys are like, I can't play anything else. Like literally, Diablo, 
is my number two. Like, mm, mm. we all know Monster Hunter's number one. Like, Monster Hunter takes priority yeah. over everything. But Diablo is a extremely close second. Like, I don't talk about that a lot with people, but, like, Diablo has just as much history and connection to me as Monster Hunter does. And I was playing Diablo well before Monster Hunter. Just Monster Hunter feels just, you know, more up my alley in some ways. How I, so I get it why you guys were super excited and attached to Zelda. And whereas, like, I loved it. It's a great game. There's no argument that that is an amazing game. Um, mm-hmm. I still like Diablo more. And even though I would say, if you try to look at the games objectively... Diablo has more. Diablo Four has more problems than Zelda. I mean, I I, th- I think you're, but you're allowed to like what you like. Yeah, no, no. And, I, and, and I'm again, not... I'm gonna say this. I, I'm not a Zelda fan. I'm like, I like Zelda. Don't get me wrong, but I I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't. I don't even think I would put Zelda in my top ten franchises. That I'm like, I'm buying this day one. It is. I'm buying the console. This will be released on. That's what I'm saying. Brian me, is definitely like, that. It, it, I have I have literally stood. I have stood in <laughs> line with Brian to get the console because he knows Zelda is coming. Yes. Like I'm like yeah. I ain't I ain't that big on Zelda. Now well, Smash Brothers to me that's Smash Brothers. I will buy an entire system for Smash Brothers. Well, what I'm getting at maybe maybe Jacob, but I still think that you like Zelda more than I do. To be honest, like if you like the 2D Zelda, that's fair. You probably fair. like it more than I do. I'm not saying anything bad yeah. about Zelda. Yeah. I like this series. However, it doesn't rank in my top 30. It doesn't rank in my top 40. It doesn't like. <laughs> okay, like, that's crazy. You crazy. You crazy, man. Top 40 series. I mean, this maybe this game. Siri? Maybe this game might not be your top. But like series, like what's? You, there's no way you could have 40 other. No, series. Brian, don't ask that question. We gotta end the podcast. All right, we, we have to have. We gotta, we have to continue this. Yeah, this is that could be a good discussion for a later talking point of like what series because we all know our, our but really delve down within yourself like what is I'm pretty sure I'm exaggerating probably with 30 or 40 but like I could see it not being in the top 20 realistically I, I, I honestly I could, we have to record this we have to record this episode yeah, now. Yeah, we have sorry to be, y'all yeah, we gotta record because an episode there's no way we have to there's no way no no no, no. I I'm challenge serious. I'm actually very serious <laughs> We have to record our top ten favorite series of all time. We have we, to do this we, now. I, I challenge you to find it's, it's them. I may not have three. Oh, I know. A, t- a Tyler, you can list all the. All the I- <laughs> <laughs> you can list the list here. All of them. But that's one. That's one uh, series. Like that's one. Yeah, I can. No, 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 no. We'll allow it. No, you will allow it. We'll allow it. In the series, like for each each atelier that they have, if they had like three games, that's a series. (laughs) You know, they have Final Fantasy X, X2, X. Yeah, we'll we'll let you, we'll let let it do it. We'll let let you have it. See, that's just my game of the year talk. I don't understand. Final Fantasy XIII, Lightning Returns. Final Fantasy XIII is a whole series. I was just trying trying to say, like, it's awesome that you guys really enjoyed that, but I didn't. I didn't want to say, "Hey, I shortchanged Zelda by picking up Diablo." That's just my bias, and I talk about I mean, that. But, I, but, did, but you didn't. If they release Zelda, but you didn't shortchange. Like, let's let's be. Here's what I'm gonna say: If they release Zelda where they did, and then uh, like where they, if they released Smash Brothers where they released Diablo, I would have done the same thing Cham did. I'm like, 
sorry Zelda, you got to go, buddy. Like, dude, if they had released Diablo the day after Zelda, I'd have picked up Zelda, but not played it, and just played Diablo yeah. because I knew I wasn't going to give it the time of day when it needed. Yeah. But you so, played two hundred hours, like it's, it's so that that's short change. It to me would be like you played twenty five hours and went straight to the end. You gave it. You yeah. gave it. You gave it. You gave it the time it needs to, to, to digest. Well, I just, yeah, I was trying to stress that I didn't shortchange it, but yeah, I'm not okay. as into it as you guys are too. Is is part of it. And then the so, other part yeah, too okay. is I would say the other part too is that like my game time is has been has been heavily heavily limited. So I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. if this is really this if this is really this good, this is really this good of an experience. I'm just gonna go all into it, and, and this will be it for a while. Like this, this is this is your game for, like, you know, this month, this month, this month, this month, and this month. <laughs> so like, you're, yeah. you're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, I had a good solid what, probably a good three or four months of almost exclusively Diablo, and then I took a, I took a break once we got rid, of, got sort of bored of season one. Mm-hmm. I was playing continuously from season zero through season one, and then. Took a break to play something else. I don't even remember for season, and then that's the way it's going to be. It's like I'm going to be playing up until I hit my goals of each season, and then it's going to be other games, and it's going to be Diablo for whatever for each season, and then other games. So up until well, Monster Hunter comes out next year. Wilds. So whatever that release. And I'm not making the mistake that I've made in the past. I am getting Monster Hunter Day One. I'm not waiting six months later to get it. You heard it here first. And I will tell you right now, Jacob, there are so many people that may want to play with me because friends of the podcast and that kind of thing. You guys, you three here, will always have priority to play with me. Question. Thank you. Thank you. We will take my Hunter Rank 1 Hunter with your Hunter Rank 100 Hunter. Yeah, (laughs) As we always do. Um, we don't know. Yet. We don't know yet. So we I may not yet. be playing with you anyway. Me and me and Chamber are on Xbox. Yeah, that's that, because that's because I'm on Xbox now. That yeah, that might that might have to that might change my purchasing decisions this year based on well, the if it's enough of a problem, I may just switch to doing the Steam version for this one mm. initially. So. Because it was announced, initial release, Xbox, PlayStation, and Steam. So, We'll see. And I'm sorry. My my hang-ups with Steam will not withstand. <laughs> he said it. Got- my wow, that's the line. We found the line, far. folks. Steam me the line. <laughs> so, alrighty. Thank you guys for, for making the time. I know we're well past yeah. what you wanted to do, Jacob. I'm sorry. I really tried to make it fast. We needed uh, to average two minutes. Matter of fact, when we do the favorite video, ten minutes most of the time, yeah. just in case you were wondering. When we when we do not the case. The, I was the fastest on so many more games. Than no, you were close. not. You can go check it. I only timed it myself. The only one I that I when took I a long time on it was Leap of Faith. There was. There I mean, was three. You, I took you, a that long was a great time story. On. That was great. That was great storytelling. There was yes, three. That was the only one that I took a large okay. amount of time on. Everything when else, you're a listener I took and you listen far to this, less. Name the person in the game that you felt like droned on the longest. I have bets. 
<laughs> yeah, let, let, let's let, let's yeah, let's let's get a let's get a survey going out. I want to see this. I I want to see who who they think it was. <laughs> and if somehow it's me with them not wanting to hear about the the fifth <laughs> at layer again. Sorry, I screwed up. It wasn't. So I didn't good. expect it. <laughs> a poll. I know. I know. I took a long time on leap of faith, oh, and I'm man. sorry. But I really did not talk long about any of the other games, especially Octopath, where as much as that was for me. Oh, man. So. They're going to pick right. Charles. Thanks for listening. I, no, one, no one's going to pick they're anything. Gonna, they're going to pick Except Charles. for maybe Mossy. <laughs> oh, so good. All right. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, be sure to check out the weekly show, uh, just the Hunter's Hub. Uh, and then... Hunter Sub on the Discord and at Hunter Sub Pod on Twitter. Um, and we're probably not going to see a ton of Bickering Bucks episodes. People are still extremely busy with their lives. So if at No, we're going to do that top five. Nah, we're going to do that best favorite. We'll probably we, have to just do top five. So we, 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 can, do, we can do the series thing. Um, honestly, however, honestly, that might just be our 2024 is just top five at whatever. It's like, it's, it was to do that. Oh no, I'm gonna be playing a lot of games this year, even with Diablo. So, alright. I'm saying, we got, we got, we got a baker about something. True. Uh, thanks everyone for listening and have a good night. Bye. Bye.